that would be amazing. <coughs> Can't wait to hear Some that. Some boy. All these people go overseas to like teach English. Quote, air quotes. They're over there selling weapons. That's what it is. That's why I think. Fucking and you know who their leader is? Chopsticks. That's their leader. Oh, she, she's like, she, she, is she like a teaching assistant because she tagged us in something the other day. Yeah. Like it was like she made. Some this is what of, I do for a living. That doesn't say mean anything to me. Yeah, what you did? She made some little googly thing. I was like, nah, fuck it. It's probably a start today. Yeah, yeah it's gonna start right. soon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Perth's Premier Podcast, Monkey Sword Fight, with me, your host Jordan Patrick, my co-host. Pod Daddy. Pod Daddy. El Grande Nippes. The Nip. The Nipperino. Big Nip. El Nipperino. We got, I got called Nip in a message today. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm going to find it and I'm going to read it. Um, was it you? Because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Dave Hunter. Because uh, he was, I was, he messaged us um, through the Monkey Sword Fight page and I was talking to him, but he didn't know who it was. I didn't say that it was Mike or anything. Probably should sign our names when we talk to people. Uh, but he was like, who am I speaking with? Um, and I said, uh, it's Mike. And then he wrote back, um, oh, shit, where is it? <laughs> Fuck. You only sent him like eight messages. I was just Oh, he says, pleasure to be speaking with El Grande Nipes. <laughs> I was like, oh, there we You're go. Done, right? yes. I like that. I feel that every single time we sit across the table from each other, Mike. Yeah? Yeah. It is a pleasure. Oh, nice. For you. Not for me, but for you. Yeah. <laughs> we're with dots. Yeah. Short one today. Okay. What worries you, masters you. Oh, you posted that on Twitter, didn't yeah. you? I did, yeah. I, like that, that, yeah. I did like that. Yeah. I think I actually may have physically <coughs> liked it. Follow Mike Dots for the early World Rick Dots. Hashtag on WWD. <laughs> WWD, yeah. I created my own hashtag. I'm <laughs> nickname. Yeah. You also heard your old Danny Mark on the ones and twos. What's happening? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Have we got our Patreon? We have our Patreons cooking and ready to go. Hit it. Ali Cook, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Henderson, mm-hmm. Callum McLaughlin, yep. Chopsticks, <laughs> making fucking spiders with her hands. <laughs> Craig, 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 <laughs> Craig McCaffrey, Danielle Miller, Fraser Reefy, uh, Night and Day, Night and Day Podcast. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Roddy Badass. Hot Rod. Roddy and Badass. I'll do it like that. Roddy Badass. And uh, Stephen Stosh Tosh. Like Stosh. Stosh loves some feedback. With he he, he dives with, with an Ali Cook. He did, yeah. Style, uh, Which is good. People, please. It yeah. gives us content for the yeah. show. So please do write paragraphs if you want us. to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been saying since fucking high school. Yeah. <laughs> please just do it for me. <laughs> I was going to say something and I stopped myself. Uh-oh. Good for me. Um, yeah, I was, I was thinking, you know what we should do, Andy? Well, you know what you should do? What should I do? <laughs> you know what you should do? <laughs> we do the patrons. Just put a really like subtle round of applause over the names. I could probably do that, yeah. That's easy done. Just a wee woo! That's easy done. <laughs> Can you put gunshots over uh, Rachel because she's gangster? gunshots over anything. <laughs> <laughs> and air horns. That's my speciality, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to drop one here. Fucking day when I listen back to it in the morning. That beer smells great, by the way. It's the only one I've got, though. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm driving anyway. I was uh, I had a few beers yesterday. Oh. Mama Pat's. So we'd arranged to go to Mama Pat's for my just for like a small family. Oh, okay. Together, I was just going to meet my brother and all that stuff. And she kept sort of like making a big deal. I was like, oh, I never really invited anyone else. And then. My whole fucking family showed up. So, <laughs> Mama Pat's and Papa Pat's house had about 25 folk in it yesterday. Oh, that's cool. Out of nowhere. So, I wasn't going to drink and ended up having a couple of snifters. Snifters. And a wee gin. A wee gin as well. It was a good day. 
Yeah, it looked pretty good. The whole family was up there. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to probably uh, Paul Patrick's wife, Daniel, my sister-in-law, made the birthday cake with the Monkey Sword Fight logo printed across the front of it. We'll uh, put a picture of yeah, it on we'll the be. Facebook page, and uh, if you want to place your orders, we'll put it on. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having a slice of that later on. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Daniel I just a... rattled three fajitas about five minutes before you came in. So by the time we're done, I'll be ready for dessert. Daniel is go? a fucking deadly Love food, getting by my the way. fajita rattled. Uh, put a picture of <laughs> That's you. A title. <laughs> put a picture of, uh, of you up uh, on the Facebook page I stole from your mom. I hope she didn't yeah. mind. Uh, no. I stole it from uh, her Instagram of you and your, your Celtic top. What else would you be wearing at that age? How old were you in that photo? Uh, say it again. I couldn't have been more than. Maybe 10, possibly yeah. 11. Probably did, about 10, I'd say. Did your brother also put up some good photos too? <laughs> the, the ID photo, that one is yeah, fucking the scary. One with the, uh, the emo fringe. Yeah, why did you hate everyone? What uh, was going on I was on just then? so angry at the world. <laughs> that was back when I used to skate. I was, I still actually, really? The hoodie that I'm wearing was actually one of my favorite hoodies ever. It was by a brand called Fuck Shit Up. Fuck and Shit Up? It had like a red, like army... A red like skull with an army helmet on. Yeah. And I fucking, I wore that thing <coughs> till it was literally falling apart. Wore it to death. Yeah, man. Uh, here was the day. That was the days, man. The glory days. Do you My guys have a piece of clothing like that that still holds dear to your heart, even though it's riddled full, like, it's full of bullet holes. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, literally in it. just threw away. It wasn't even a special item of clothing. Like, I think <laughs> it was like a couple of years back, I just got a couple of fucking plain colored t-shirts for new look. Mm-hmm. They're all just the same, like stereotypical five quid. And there was a navy blue one, and I don't know why, but it just sat differently for the other two. Yeah. And I fucking literally had a couple of holes, just like wee holes, just above the chest. And I was like, that's endearing. Like tiny, <laughs> but I, like, I finally threw it out. And it felt like a moment, like I walked over to the bin, hung it open, do, do, do. and just had a moment. <laughs> so I was just like, this is a fucking good, a good sturdy t shirt. Yeah. Can't beat a good sturdy t shirt. Nah. Robust stitching. Uh, robust yes. stitching and a nice soft material. That's what we like. What about you? Anyone else? I got a pair. I think everyone has a pair of gray sweatpants that they just don't want to part with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have these Nike ones. And I think the reason why, because I'm a cheap bastard, I, they bought them and they were way overpriced, way too expensive. That's part of the reason why I didn't want to get rid of them. But now they're probably like six or seven years old and they've got paint stains on them. Quote, air quotes again, paint. Um, <laughs> and... The, the pockets are a little weird. Like they, Nothing really fits inside them anymore because they've been washed that many times and the shit just falls out of them. But I love them. I love, I love to wear of, when I'm ill too. I've got a pair of grey ones just like that, but I've worn them so much like the, the pocket stitching's come away. Yeah. So in the right pocket, which is my favourite hand, mm. like I'll always put stuff in that pocket and nine times out of ten it goes down the hole and I have to like wriggle it out the leg hole. I find that I just keep clothing until I see a photo of that same shirt like on Facebook or something and then I look at the date and it's like 19 years ago and I'm like oh shit I gotta put this in the bin now I gotta we'll can't wear it anymore you got anything I uh, got a couple of things a couple of old t-shirts that are just like you're fucking sitting about the house mm-hmm. sitting about I'm always wearing see that fucking turquoise blue one that I've got mm-hmm. it's not got a big fucking hole in it there as well <laughs> I won't get rid of it man because no. it's just so big it's baggy and it's just like man so keep it cutting about the house you're, uh, just, you're just chilling and then Sundays where you literally don't even pretend to try and make an effort uh. the other one that's going to sound a bit weird is socks socks that have holes in them and I'll explain why mm-hmm. obviously socks with holes in them are fucking useless mm-hmm but not for the golf. Right. Why is that? 
nobody's really bothered if you've got holes in your socks for the golf, innit? So you didn't want to be wearing your good socks out with your golf shoes and that on because they all like wear, wear them down, rip holes oh, in them too. Oh, okay. So if I rip socks or anything like that, I didn't just chuck them out. I just keep them that goes in my golf stuff and that's what I wear for going into the golf. Uh, all right. Well, fair enough. Mink. <laughs> How much is fucking the pack of three socks? Oh, right. mate. Well, not much. About four quid. You've got to pre market, you get 18 for a pound or something. Oh, like such a fucking mate. Your old dad's on a budget. They're raising the pension age. Your old dad's fucking oh, scared. Oh, I just yeah, fucking, we should talk about that. I just went the, the day I spent about, <coughs> you know, spent about birthday money the day. I was like, Ken, what? I never ever spend money on a decent pair of jeans. So I've always got oh, these thick legs. I always just rip through them. So I went and actually spent 35 quid on a pair of jeans a day. That's From where? Expensive. River Island. All right. It took me bad. 10 minutes to try and find anything above a 34 inch waist. Oh, what the fuck? Right enough, by the way. Literally. What's six, going on? Six different types of jeans. I'm a 38. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've got a thick, thick boy. It's all right. But aye, six different types of jeans before the wee man eventually found one down the other end of the shop. That's crazy. Why don't they make jeans for, for people over that gentleman. size? Not even, that's not even 38. It's not even thick. I think anything over a forty it would be you would consider it, not yeah. even fat, but but, but the thick. Is that, you know what the annoying is they do it online. Like if I go online, I've got them from yeah. River Island shop. You got something coming up. They've got like a big and tall section, but they didn't do that in the fucking the pair of stores. Maybe it's for like presentation purposes. You know what I mean? Like if you don't want to have anything too big on the shelves, we didn't maybe. want fat people in our shop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the donuts, the donuts shop is next door, sir. That's you, you just not for you. <laughs> um, my mom said happy birthday on that post. She did, yeah. I was going to say, I want to say thank you, everyone who I, I know personally, and the folk that I've met through the show who took the time to wish me a happy birthday. That was nice, especially Mama Dots. That was a nice wee, a nice wee turn off, uh, tie off to the day. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we also we're just going through feedback now. Uh, also talked last week about wrestling and when we realized that it was fake. Um, oh, shit, yeah, this one got a little bit of... You know, not, not really. I thought it, 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 it would have got more. Scottish place names, David. Yeah, Scottish place names booted off, yeah. yeah. There's always one that boots off yeah. every week. Uh, David Yo chimed in and said, never really thought it was real, too theatrical and over the top. However, respect to the fitness and dedication. Davey, you alright? I like the guy, but what? He's always on that. He's always got the fucking. He just must sit down at night, open the fucking Facebook, and get the rod out and just uh, see how many catches he can get when he goes to bed. See him all the time with Get it. the rod out. Half of this came out as well. He's good at it too, because I've caught myself a couple of times going, oh, come on, no. I'm no fucking coming. The fishing but. poles in? <laughs> Uh, Ali Cook, I first I first saw it when I was about six. I realized it was fake, and then when I saw the American wrestling, so she's about. Uh, oh, sorry, I realized it was fake when I saw when I first saw the American wrestling. So she's about eight. I'm not sure what that means. Awesome. Anyway, so you've uh, been about eight so then when you first saw eight, American probably, wrestling. So it's yeah. about eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, good documentary on British wrestling here. So check it out. He tagged in Sam, who is a wrestler. So, um, yeah. So that was good. Also, the Scottish. Town names. Yeah, I want to hear my. No, Gary name. Monroe, no chipping on that one. No, he's a big he did it, No, man. still real to me. He died, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's still spiraling out of control right now in his corner in his room, crying. <coughs> uh, so uh, the Scottish town names. Oops. Um, first one up, Billy Morrison. Dull always makes me chuckle on the way up to A nine. Paired with bored in the USA. Uh, Jason West, Sandy Bowles Campground has made has to make the list. Sandy balls. Sandy I've balls. had sandy balls before. Sandy balls. Yeah. Um, twat. There's a sign. <laughs> twat. 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 Yeah. Americans can't say twat. Twat. You say twat. twat. It sounds like goofy, but twat has a nice. 
Shout out for Edge. Uh, Ali Cook uh, says uh, his missus laughs every time she sees cockfosters on the tube. That would make me laugh as well. I still laugh at Colburn Street in, America, in uh, Edinburgh. Cockburn Street. Cockburn Street, yeah. Did I tell the story about, I think I did tell the story about this when I was on the phone, worked for at Lloyd's TSB, and the guy's name was Colburn, and I didn't know what it was Colburn, so I said Cockburn about 90 billion times on the phone to this guy. Sorry, Mr. Cockburn, this is this, this, da, 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 da. Oh, and I was like, oh. Kind of a correction. No. He didn't correct me, but he was like, huh. That's yeah. British. Okay, thank you. I'd be an agent. Now, that's the first thing. I couldn't let somebody get away calling me the wrong name. Did I tell you as I got my degree, came in the post, and it had a, my name spelled incorrectly. Wow. And I also had the wrong fucking degree. What was they it? Gave, they, gave, they gave me a BA, first class honours, and fucking, a, which is a Bachelor of Arts for audio engineering, but audio engineering is a Bachelor of Science. Oh, okay. So they sent me a fucking Bachelor of Arts, first class degree, with my name spelt wrong. <laughs> oh, and I had to man. send it back to them. I was like, hey, guys, man, this is chance. how my name's spelled. You fucked up. They also did the big one that pisses me off is they put the F in McFarlane as a capital. No. Oh. It's a small F. Little F. I don't have a capital F in my name. Okay. Fucking love, love my job. Love the college, but fucking idiots on that occasion, <laughs> by the way. I say, like, what are you doing, man? Uh, also, Joanna Morrison, is it Avoc? How do you spell it? A- I mean, how do you say it? A-V-O-C-H? Avoc. 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 Probably. Only when you, and Billy says, only when you say it right. I'm not sure what that means. That's what it means, is Avoc. Avoc. Oh, okay. I'd imagine that's how it's spelled. Send us a, a voice note, Billy or Joe. Yeah, and we'll play it on the show. Uh, Mary says there's a Moscow near Blair Drummond. I didn't know that. Moscow near Blair Drummond. Mm. Echo fucking. So Echo is that f- Moscow or Moscow? Moscow. Moscow. Okay. I don't know if Moscow exists, but Moscow definitely. Glasgow. Glasgow. What about Glasgow? That Glasgow. exists, right? <laughs> Uh, Echo Fecken from Bobby Parker. Yeah. Pit, like, Pit Mackey. Pit Mackey? Really? Pit Mackey. Yeah, it is Pit Mackey because I remember screaming it on the way up to, to Keith. Pit Mackey from Chapstick. <laughs> Chapstick. <laughs> Chapstick love Pit Mackey. <laughs> Moscow is a hamlet in East Ayrshire, Scotland. Yay! Hey! Yeah. Um, Susan McLean says Gash, Fanny, Fanny Coulter. Fanny Gash Coulter. and Fanny Coulter. I can't yeah. Love a little gash of Fanny Colton. Um, there is a dildo in Newfoundland and Labrador, says Mike Malloy. Uh, so kill dildo. Malcolm. I'll have to ask Jordy about that. <laughs> <laughs> a dildo in his Labrador. Right? Hi-oh! <laughs> Who put the dildo in my dog? <laughs> uh, kill Malcolm. Um, that's the one right next to Shoot My Hairbrush. Shoot My Hairbrush. Shoot My Hairbrush. I've never heard that one. Duwali. Duwali. And... Uh, Auchenshugel and Balashulish. Balahulish. Balahulish. I'm sure that's it. Balashulish. There are also some other places in Scotland called, there's a place called Dull. Yeah. <coughs> there's a place called, obviously you mentioned Twat, didn't you? Twat. Uh, there's Cockbridge. Hey. Uh, oh, there is uh, one other one. Uh, sandy balls. That's the other one. Sandy well. balls. Sandy balls. So. Sandy balls. Also, the poll for this week was mayo on chips, inspired by uh, Papa Chuff. Yep. Sixty-four um, percent bra. People oh, yeah. really don't give a shit. Eh? Mayo on chips is the business, man. That's a resounding. What yeah. was it? So we had fifty-nine votes. Fifty-nine votes. Yeah, and sixty-four percent said said bras. That's huh? a thirty-eight to twenty-one. 
Yeah. Come on, guys. See, friend of the show, Barkright, was involved on that. He was making the point that mayonnaise on everything. Mm. Well, look, let's not be silly. <laughs> <laughs> well, his words, not mine. Yeah. Throw yeah. island mayo on, on a cheese and onion crisp sandwich. <coughs> Drop some mayo on the top of that bad boy. That'll change your life. Never thought cheese and mayo was a great combination. No. Not actual cheese, but the cheese and onion crisps. Mm. Um, the jury's still out on these, these crisp sandwiches for me, man. I don't know. I'm telling you, a good crisp piece. Egg mayonnaise with salt and vinegar squares or chili heat wave Doritos on it. Well, I had egg mayo today. Mate, I am fucking starving. Why does it always go to food on this show? Anyway, um... So we kind of didn't, we didn't touch on going to Glasgow last week, so we could maybe get into that. Yes. So yeah. I was going, you were going to Glasgow first yeah. to go see one of your friends. I see my pals for a few drinks. Yeah. And so I kind of just hopped in because it was a free space in the car. Um, thank you, by the way. Hey, you're welcome. Um, what, what were you doing in Glasgow? We've literally just got to do my pals. Say, <laughs> actually, this reminded me of something. So we, we was just my pal, but they, they bought a house just earlier this year. So we're just going out for a few bevies. Yeah. Um, Nitz Hill. Yeah, oh, was this with the commissioner, was it? No, this wasn't even no. no, this is just my pal Dan. Um, but is that the one I met on Friday? Aye, big yeah. tall guy. There's two Dans, but the big tall guy. Did I meet that Dan on you Friday? You might not have met that Dan. I think you met other There's Dan. other Dan. Yeah, other Dan. Shout out to other Dan. <laughs> <laughs> other Dan. Um, other Dan's listening yeah, to the show. Yeah, we just sat and had a few drinks. Kind of, it was just a wee house party, kind of, some tunes on, but a cards against humanity. But uh, we also, um, my, my mate's fiance, Jura, she'd been given a gift at her work. I don't know, but she's worked with her quite pally. And her pal had given her uh, <laughs> an erotic fantasy novel oh. based in a world where centaurs exist. Okay. Yeah. It was fucking sensational. Did you read a few pages? Well, what we did, we ended up making a drinking game, so the, the pages didn't have numbered, right? It was obviously self-published, and it looked like something you could print off of just, like, give me your hand in, like, a standard-grade paper. Yeah. And, like, fucking third year or third grade, whatever it is. That's the shorty it was. So Work. we numbered the pages and we made a drinking game. So the person to your right would hand you the book, they'd pick a number between one and a hundred. Yeah. And if the book, if the page you had got picked had sex on it, you had to read the entire page out and then everyone would drink. Yeah. But I'm going to have to see if I can get a shot of it or try and find the uh, the name because like, it's like a 12-part series and the physics of the world are frightening. So does the centaur bang the women? Okay, that's weird. Yep, but there was a lot of eye contact. All right. But apparently the women are always in a missionary position, so I'm not entirely sure how a centaur makes eye contact while having sex. Centaur's half man, half horse. Yeah, upper half horse. They've still got the four legs and two arms. Upper half is man. Yeah, upper half is man, but they've got the four legs of a horse. It's not a hoof in the face if you're doing a missionary. The horse's piece is usually at the back of the... Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to see if she can if I can get a copy of one of these books. I think we need to send a strongly worded letter to the uh, author. It was one of the funniest nights ever because we just literally sat and spent it and Chuff wasn't drinking, but she ended up reading the entire book while we were sitting playing Mario Kart later. Yeah. And it was frightening. Like, uh. I'll have to, I'll see if I can get someone. I'll maybe, Kim, what I'll do, I'll get it and I'll bring it on. We'll do some bits on Patreon. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, that's a good oh, idea. Mate. <laughs> but... It was just sensational. Just some good quality reading. I actually came up, I'll text and ask just now, so we'll get it on the show so I can shout it out. Um, um, what were you up to, though? Yeah, so I saw every year I try to catch up with some of the guys I used to work with in Glasgow. When I first moved here, I lived in Glasgow for about maybe a year and a half. Maybe not even a year, actually. Maybe just under a year, actually. And um, I made some, made some really good friends. You know what I mean? They put up with all my Americanisms and... Um, As we do now, yes. 
Uh, I'm trying. They used to make me say like stupid. We used to get like the paper every day, and they used to just make me say stupid shit all the time. Like, say like, Craig. Who's it? <laughs> who's like? Was it? A, a, was it a Rangers manager? Is it Strachan? That was Celtic Gordon Strachan. Yeah. Gordon Strachan. I used to Strachan. Strachan. They were like Mike. Say this. It was like Strachan. They're like. <laughs> And then, oh, there was another thing that I said, and um, oh, it was it was uh, Thierry Henry, but I said Thierry Henry. Henry. Oh, they fucking laughed me out of the fucking cafeteria. It does sound like a wide receiver for the Seahawks, though. Thierry Henry touchdown at the twenty, his third of the game. (laughs) Kimo, your pals missed out on a decent bit of viral content there. Because you remember, for a while, there was a guy who kept posting videos of (laughs) getting his American friends to say Scottish swear words. Yeah, oh man. Uh, so that's just what we do every week. That's half our shtick. We we went to we got the train in from Nitz Hill. Yep. Nitz Hill's pretty nice, by the way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice little gentrified. place up there, Dan. Yeah, gentrified indeed. Had the best curry in my life, just as a side note. Oh, really? Yeah. What'd you get? It was a place from the I got the oh, what was it? The garam masala. Garam masala. Garam masala. With with garlic rice. What's in a garam masala? What does that taste uh, like? It's like it's not too spicy, kind of sweet. Oh, here we go. Oh, you got you got some pages. I've just got. I'll get them to send me some pages. Okay. Just tell me what it is. I'll have a look. Um, it's called. Sorry, back. We're just a load of place tonight, but this is too good. It's fine, This book is called "Erotic Encounters of the Centaurs," book one I of read the that. Rain <laughs> Palace Chronicles by Ali Summers. <laughs> um, yeah, get a couple of pages. Yeah, I'll tell you a couple of pages. We'll maybe do it on the Patreon later. But it was amazing. Anyway, so yeah. Gamsala, I don't don't know why I know what's in it, but the the garlic rice was on the money. Oh mate, yeah, that yeah. was like it was too overpowering. But oh shit, that was that was a boss. Anyway, sorry, carry. No, it's alright. So you took the train in. Um, I like taking the train. Trains are cool. I like trains. Yeah. Um, you took the train in, and then I met up with all the guys. Had a couple of beers. We it just meant to be because one of, one of my friends is. He was uh, just beat cancer, and he's got some liver issues. So we were like, oh, we're not going to drink too much. And we ended up just fucking drinking anyway. I was yeah. like, fuck. And I felt kind of guilty. I was like, we didn't really come here to do this. But we ended up drinking anyway. Um, so um, had a couple of drinks. Uh, actually, we were talking about, uh, remind me to talk about this in sports. Who's the guy? Not David Hay. Um, AJ. Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, and he's fighting in... Uh, Saudi Arabia. Bit, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll touch on that because we had a big conversation about that, and it was a little. I was a little curious. Take that blood money, son. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, everyone's got morals till there's twenty mil on the table. <laughs> we were deciding what we were going to go eat, and uh, my friend James, who I went to go see, he's really big into his food, and he was like, "Oh, let's go You're throwing out places all over the place." And I was like, "Oh, let's go here, let's go there." But everyone was like, "Everyone was half cut by this time." They were like, "Yo, let's just go get a burger." So we ended up going to that place, Bread Meets Bread. Have you been there? Yeah, I've heard about that place. Oh man, that is a good burger. Good. It is a good. He got some. He tried to get me hooked into some burger with a fucking donut underneath it. I was like, "Look, don't order for me. Let me order. <laughs> let me get what I want." But I ended up getting like this bacon cheeseburger oh. with like uh, an onion ring on it. Really, really good. Really, the place is really small though. It's like one of those kind of cafeteria places yeah. where you can end up sitting next to somebody who you don't really know, like on that bench seating. And I was like, I nah. fucking love these like gourmet burger places now. Yeah. Like five guys. I went to a place in Reading called Seven Bone. Mm. Oh man, it was so fucking good. Seven Bone. Is this the place they do like medium rare burgers? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I heard they were closed. Someone told me that they were closing down because they oh. weren't allowed to do it like that anymore. I don't know. I think it may be the place, but it was a place in Reading anyway. And oh, okay. oh my god, like the food was just fucking brilliant. Love there's two burger. in Glasgow. There's one in Edinburgh as well. 
It's good. It's really, really good. We should have like a night, a monkey sword fight night out. Maybe get something We've nice been to eat. We've that for two years. I know. I think you should do a Christmas night out this year. Aye. Okay, I'm yeah, down for that. Yeah, I'm down. We'll, we'll line the diaries. Yeah. Not in Perth, though. Let's go someplace else. Done yeah, we can get just the, the three of us, aye. Yeah. yeah. We get the last, oh, and if anybody wants to tag along, I, I guess. I was going to say, yeah. if anybody else wanted to come, they're more than welcome. Oh, let's hit up Dundee or something. Yeah, let's, yeah and we'll get the last train back. Nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Do it on a Friday. Until, it, until it gets crazy. we get a taxi, Michael. But um, yeah, so ended up going to Bread Meets Bread. Uh, it was awesome. Really, really good food. Um, and then we ended up like in this cocktail bar. Glasgow's awesome, by the way. Glasgow was just a really good time yeah. all the time. And we ended up going to this cocktail bar. And I was just like, all right, I'm getting there. The music, you know, this place you go into, the music's really loud as soon as you walk in. And I'm just kind of like, oh. <laughs> I'm such dogs. an old dude. Old I'm such dogs. an old man. And I ordered, I was like, all right, let me get the rum punch. It was like the little Jamaican rum punch thing, and I had to put a little Jamaican flag in there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And it was fucking pulled and knocked me on my ass. I was wasted. And um, it was just filled with like people like on dates and like people who were just coming home, from, not from work, it was a Saturday, but like it just seemed like a really pretentious crowd. And I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I got to go home. <laughs> they but, see a black guy walking, they all turn around like that. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That was a couple of the black. It was just a diverse place. We were in Glasgow. Glasgow so it's fine. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but um, cocktail bars, that's on the bra and all list, by the way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, get it on there, I've got yeah. some feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, my only cocktail I've ever heard was a fucking cider and blackcurrant. Listen, I used to go, uh, whatchamacallit, Rocket Blue for the two for one oh, cocktail. That, like yeah. that was like an SSE staple. Honestly. A Friday night, Rocket uh, rock Blue two for ones. Fucking, you're all da fucking. Cutting shapes on the white Russians, man, and throwing that shit up later on, man. Like, oh, yeah. just pure oh. milk, just pure oh. dairy, man. Vodka and milk. That's a heavy spew. That's what that is. Oh, yeah. You've always had to hit a wee tactical spew then on your way up to Donsky's to then get back into it with a fucking I used to fucking diesel, man. Love Donsky's, man. That was a great, it was a great boozer. <coughs> I was in there the night that Saints won the, the Scottish Cup, and the place was absolutely fucking bouncing. Yeah. Couldn't help but get soaked in. That's right, that was uh, when all the Plastic Saints fans were out and there was like 20,000 and now they can't even get fucking 4,000 in a home game. <laughs> was a good day Where'd they all go? <laughs> you know the annoying I went to my pals and, uh, for a day out. I'd been to Celtic Park hundreds of times before that and that was the first time I ever got put on the telly at a football match. Really? And I wasn't even fucking... <laughs> Have you they, they played, well, they played the match, they played the cup final at Celtic Park because Hamden was getting worked on. It was at the Commonwealth Games. In 2014, uh, we've been Commonwealth, Commonwealth Games. So the Commonwealth right? Games were on, so, oh, he sent some pages. Uh, the Commonwealth Games were on, so like, we played it at Celtic Park instead. So my mate Smithy's a big Saints fan. So we all went through. I remember that. One of his pals got the right score and a great goal, goal scorer. Went about 400 quid. Didn't he buy a fucking round? Oh. Kind of about with a fucking wad that could choke a donkey. That's how you keep Didn't a wad a that could choke drink. a donkey. That's no one. That's no one at all, eh? I said that because I was, I was I used, the way I always seen it. If I go out for a day in a football and I win a bit of money, that money's getting spent. Like, if <laughs> it's, it's, it should say some of it. Oh, no, nah, fuck that, man. If I see if I get a win on my coupon on my phone, then yeah. aye, that'll get put in my bank and that'll just be used for your day to day business. But if you're out for a day out with the boys mm -hmm. and you win a wedge, that's getting spunked. If you want 400, you could buy at least a round and then yeah, you know, right, keep some of it. Yeah. I'm cheap, I ain't that cheap. No, that was fucking ridiculous. I don't know, it's still, it's just five years later, that still fucking winds me up. I would have just been up at the bar and I would have been like, sound mate, get us a couple of pints. Uh, I think you should get around in for the boys, you know what I mean? Uh, or I would have just picked up I, I, I didn't really care about it. I cracked the joke and he just went, ha ha. I was just like, what was funny? You'll be laughing in a minute, mate. Get your fucking wallet. Out. Okay, nah. She just battered him, took yeah. Fucking shit. Right. Fucking nothing. Uh, what else we got, Mikey Dots? 
Um, is, is, can I just ask, just oh. because you're saying the place was too busy, any further updates on uh, the Chappy Chappy creators? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I came out of my house today. Sorry, did anyone notice I'm getting feared? Like, oh, oh he's yeah. I know, I, I came out today, and I wasn't sure if... I don't even know if it was them, and I forgot what the kids looked like, but there was a bunch of kids, like, hanging around by my car, like, acro- like around the corner and across the street from my house. So I was just kind of like... I was, and the girls were like, oh, is that... The girls with their big mouths. They were like, oh, and those the kids there. Is that the guys there? Who's the boys? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Just like maybe, maybe it is just them. Like girls at them. And she was like, a guy was like, oh, they go to school with me. One of them goes to school. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Back man, eh? Oh, you, you gonna say ja? Oh, I'm gonna I be like, say that, but... there to pick up the wee man and we see just Mike Stinky and all these. That's what I'm gonna kids. say. I'm gonna get like... Riley to go over there and be like, yeah, Riley, take care of that for me, man. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Aye>, boy. <laughs> yeah, so I seen him. Uh, they, they, nobody knocked on the door today, but I think they may have been setting up. If it was them, they may have been setting up. Casing the place. Casing the joint. That's right. I was so ready. I can't believe you've not bought the BB gun yet. Uh, look, don't get me in trouble, man. I end up hurting one of these kids. Nah. Yeah, so is that old? Is that old joke? Eh? Is that um, all right? What are you up to? I'm just uh, away to hear a water bomb, a water balloon fight with the kids next door. Just thought I'd text you while I was waiting for the kettle to boil. Mm. Oh, shut up, it fell on its arse. Oh, Mike's texting. Sorry, sorry, it worked. I just didn't think it was funny. It wasn't very funny. No, I, no, I was thinking it. more like once you pour the boiling water in, balloons would probably burst anyway because the water would be too hot. I don't know. Oh, that's a very should we, try, should we try it out? You got any balloons? No, no you can't. You need, you need water balloons are a bit thinner than normal ones, aren't they? Because I tried it with old balloons. I've seen like those fucking things that you get, like you plug on your outside tap. Yes, and you can stick like, like forty balloons Destroys, on at once. Yeah. You're like, fucking that's the unfair advantage. I know what I'm getting on payday. A good water balloon fight was always great, correct? Or a water pistol fight. I just preferred a fight. <laughs> a square yeah. go. Just punch yeah. him right in the face. Why not? Yeah, just fucking hit each other. You got any? Worked all right for me. It did it. Yeah. Um, a, a good fight story. Then he just hits yeah. and wrap them right in the jaw. In the nose. I hit him right dead in the jaw. Um, still no one to fix my my house. Nah. No, the, the guys never came back to put through the uh, <coughs> the uh, what did I ask for? A quote. I asked for a quote on paper. They were like, "Yeah, well, we'll see if we can do it." And then they just never did it. And then the other guys, they were like, "No, can't do it." And I was like, uh, "Okay." No one's giving you a reason why. They said they were too busy, <laughs> too busy to do work, and they couldn't do it for another three months. All of their contractors in the area couldn't do it for three months. That's so it doesn't seem right at all. It doesn't seem right at all. So if anybody knows anyone that can fix the side of my house, I'm just please give me a call. Like something gone on at that house before, and folk are just like, mm, "Fucking going back there." Maybe Cursed. you think, and I think that I'm trying to. Do you maybe just not know Connie very well? Maybe she's really abusive to strangers when you're not around. Oh no, she is. Ah, okay. She knows she is. It's what I, it attracted me to her. Really, like that's what I love about her. Just her hatred of mankind. Speaking of Connie, you mentioned her bears that she made. Yes, last, last week. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know how we even got onto that last week. I think we're just. I think we're talking about chopsticks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about chopsticks. Was. Oh yeah, she posted something about the yeah. bears on there. So a couple of months ago. Um, well, her, her, her grandfather passed around last year, maybe this time last year. So um, as they were cleaning out all this stuff, they had a bunch of shirts and a bunch of his items, and she took a bunch of them. And she's into like sewing and, and mm. doing shit like that. So she printed off. I didn't even know this existed, like a template from online where you just get the fabric and you, you place the fabric over the template, and then you kind of cut around it, cut all the shapes out. Mm. And she put together like a, like a, a bear, like a stuffed animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she used the fabric from his her grandfather's shirts and just some other fabrics that she had laying around, stuffed it with some old pillow, and then she, you know, she 
put a couple of keepsakes on there that her grandfather had, and she sent them to her sister, chopsticks, mm. <laughs> uh, in uh, in China. She gave one to her aunt, and it was just the most heartfelt gift. That was I've amazing, ever seen. man. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. It was, it was cool I'm... seeing it like just go together. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was like, I didn't even think that people could do that. Fucking can the amount of money and fucking say, you you know the amount of money and fucking teddy bears for kids <sighs> and fucking all that kind of stuff, man. Got robbed. I think I talked about it on the pod. Yeah. I got robbed a couple a couple of years ago mm-hmm. going into build a bear. Oh, and they were like, oh, this is free today. And you're like, oh, that's cool. And you go in there and then you build the bear. And they're like, yeah, that little t-shirt that you put on the bear, it's like $99. And you're like, what? <laughs> so you end up having to clothe this stupid fucking bear. If I knew Connie was going to be able to make one, I would have had my girls just wait till they got home. It's a fucking business right there. Tell you what, yeah. it's the same. I took really the fringe uh, last week. Took him into the Harry Potter shop. You see, I fucking wonder about you get, just get something you want. It's fine. We got the pack of these fucking stupid jelly beans that are all disgusting flavours. He got a wee tiny fucking chocolate frog. And then he fucking got, I might have talked about this last week, and then he got a key ring at the desk. No prices on the back end. And oh. woman rings it through, £35. Oh, my Lord. Mingin. Oh, mate, <laughs> I bit through it. I was like, you can't yourself to fuck. I don't like gift shops. Nah. Yeah. Avoid at all costs. Nah. Mate, it was ridiculous. Some of the things they had in there, like, like replica ones for like 95 quid. And like yeah. presentation cases and stuff like that. I was like, who's buying this? Just remember though, you can't go and visit any public exhibition or museum or anything like that or any of these centres or that because before you can exit, you have to exit through the gift shop. Right. Yeah. And it's the kind of place where families go with kids and kids make you spend money. So I, the simple solution is don't have kids. Or just <laughs> don't go to those places. That One is the, the simple two. solution. No. Uh, we, when I went to the London Eye last year, um, I wasn't like, oh uh, yeah, was, was it last year? When did I go to London? Was it was it? April. It was this. It, it was, was spring, yeah, it was yeah. spring holidays, yeah. Uh, and uh, when you get up to London Eye, you have to go through the gift shop, of course. And so um, Connie likes these um, Christmas tree ornaments just from around the world, from wherever you go. Yeah. So I got one last time I was in New York. And then I was like, oh, I'll get one of these. No price on it. And I get to the register. It was like 17 pounds. I was like, what? It's fucking oh, plastic man. that you hang from the hang from the tree. And they get you to London Eye as well because they, they take a photo of you at a green screen. Yes. So, yeah, think, we, so the photos of you in the capsule, eh, they're they're not actually you in the capsule, it's you in front of a screen. It is, yeah. yeah. Because, because the weather's so shitty there sometimes yeah. that they have to give you a, like, a good background. Mm. But yeah, my mom ended up getting that shit too. Yeah, Question. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you boys didn't seem like the two who would be if you were out like, and you go to the gift shop and they go, there's no pricing or stuff and they go, 17 pounds, you're like... Fuck! I'm gonna have to pay for this. Uh, I'm not, you, but you boys are paying, aren't you? No, I, I'm normally not. I don't mind putting shit back ever. You no. know me. Okay. But like in that situation, I was like, I might as well like. I, <laughs> in that situation, so, why is that situation any different? I didn't want to look like a shite bag in front of my boy. What's that? I didn't want to look like a shite bag in front of my boy. I've told him he can get something. It's a treat. Like if yeah. he just comes up to me on like a random Tuesday and we're in the tunes, like, can I get this? I'm like, take your silly fuck. <laughs> but like, I, kinda, I was kind of prepared. Edinburgh's fucking ridiculous when it comes to anything, especially doing fringe time, man. I just said, ah, fuck it. But normally, like if it's if I was in like a clothing store and I thought something was marked down, and then I get to the register and they're like, oh no, that's full price. I'm like, no, I'm gonna put that back. I bought a suit out of somewhere not long ago, and you can like the so you can the wee the, like you button it and there's the wee steel clip on the inside of suit trousers as well. Yes. So the button was there, but the steel clip wasn't. It? And I was like, this uh, this is faulty. It's only one my size. She goes and they knocked a tenner off. I was like, 
Deadly. Done deal. Hey. I wouldn't have any qualms at all about going into some place and there wasn't a price on something. I was like, I'm going to buy it. How much is that? And they're like, uh, that's going to be £26. And I'm like, for a key ring? Maybe that's stick it up, <laughs> stick it up your fucking what is he? What is he doing with the key ring? Does he have keys? Yeah, he's getting, so he's now going to, actually, is this dangerous to say it's on air? He's a, his mum finishes like half an hour after he finishes school. Yeah. So he like lives round the corner for the school. So he's just going to walk him and let himself in for oh. half an hour. So what, the key ring? Save you, some, save you some cash uh, on that after uh, yeah. school. Yeah, after school club can get the fuck. Well, I'm going to send my fucking girls around there and then I'll go and pick her oh, up. Oh, does he's 10 now? 10 now, eh? Yeah, I just, I was saying this on the show a few weeks ago, I just, just get left. Mm. Not left like that, but even at like 10, 11 years old, well, not quite happily just you come home from school. There's nobody there. You had the keys. Fucking, mm. you just well, he's in that age, isn't it? You've got to try and, I think it's because you've got to try and like, Give them responsibility in bits as they get up so yeah. they start to understand that, like, in our house, Riley's only responsibility is keeping his room tidy. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't keep his room tidy, Oops. then he gets not punished, but he doesn't get money for like sweets or fucking mm. match attacks, cars, or whatever. I wish my fucking house was close to the school. I'd give my daughters the key in my own. Get the fuck Stay in there till 11. <laughs> Put yourself to bed, make I'm dinner. Wait, I'm away to boozer, hey. <laughs> All right, no, I'm, yeah, no, you're right. But like I said, it was, it was a day out, so I didn't mind it too much. It was a good day at the Fringe, though. Although Chuff's mum and dad and our pal, they went for coffee as we took the kids <coughs> to the dungeons. And they got charged £33 for three coffees and three scones. Wow. £33. What were you doing at the Fringe, though? Did you see well, any just shows went, or anything? Uh, we didn't go see any shows. We just sort of went and seen all the street performers. We took the kids to the dungeons, mm-hmm. had a good laugh, went for dinner, just had a wonder about it. There was a couple of really, there was a guy called was Jonathan Cho. And he was like a juggling act, sort of acrobatics in the street type, and he like juggled knives over folks' heads and that. But he was quite uh, flamboyant. Yeah. And the kids absolutely loved him, so that was good crap. All right. And then I got right. fleeced in a fucking Harry Potter shop, but. And then the, the bungee cords and Princess Street Gardens and that. You should just. Ken, what I would do, I would just have the excuse of being. The kids want something, I'd just say, I've not got my wallet on me. I've got yeah. my bank card on me. Nah, they, they'll, they'll I usually, I, I've got no qualms about saying it in normal situations. <laughs> me too. Like, I'll, I'll normal situations, <laughs> but I don't mind spoiling them because it was fucking holidays. Went to Dundee Swimmies though. Oh, it's good, isn't oh, it? Oh, man. Went with, took a wee man, his big cousin Jay, who's, I say big cousin, he's 11, and his pal Harvey. And we got there, the cannonball wasn't on. Oh, raging. Seek. But seek. all three diving boards were on. So the big fucking high is one it was three up. three Oh, yeah. there is. Yeah, there's yeah, a big yeah. one. So I don't know. Not, there's one right on the water and then there's the middle one, which maybe is like eight feet. I think it's um, three metres and then the top one's 10 metres. Oh, yeah. So Wee Jay runs up. He's like, I'm going off the top end. I was like, ah, no, he's not. He runs up straight off the top end. I was like, well, now I've got to go off the top end, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm no great with heights. So I knew if I walked to the edge, I was like, there's no danger I'm jumping off this. So I like, stood at the back and I went, go. And I just fucking sprinted. <laughs> I like took off. And I must have like... <laughs> Overextend myself, I went right up. Meg, I was like, You were very high. <laughs> and I it was me going, Oh, yeah. It was a. Uh, did Chuff get on too? She didn't know. But that's more for the, the ladies' hope. She didn't want her bangers to fall out oh, when she hit the water. Yeah. But the wee man went off it, which surprised me. Yeah. His wee pal never, wee pal shot it on the middle one. Do women's swimsuits not protect them against. It depends. Some, them, some, of them bangers, as you put some of them are quite elegantly put it. They just like they flop out. So if you ever like if a lass ever jumps off a diving board or comes out a cannonball, they usually take a little bit longer coming at the surface. Yeah, because they're sort of doing the old. That's a skill, holding yeah. your breath, swimming up to the top. And I was reading, how many, how many, how much like tits do you reckon lifeguards see on a daily basis? Oh, probably a lot. Yeah, and just get desensitized. To you know it. what my second job's gonna be? <laughs> Joking. 
<laughs> Cannonball lifeguard. <laughs> You're on the different shift, Andy. No, I'm no. I'm right where I'm supposed <laughs> to be. scuba gear under the water. <laughs> Why do you have binoculars? <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me. Fucking hell. Right. Um, what else we got, Andy? Andy? Mike? Oh, oh. Andy, dive in. No, I was just going to say, I can't believe we are 50 minutes in already. 50? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love a, fuck? I love a three-man weave, man. I love a three-man weave. We have a... We've got, we got a couple of topics. We've got one, one I think is so ridiculous. but And then we'll get into our normal features, bra and on, cool. what have you been watching and listening to oh, this week. <laughs> um, did you see this? Uh, the, the home office <laughs> tweeted it out. And they didn't delete it even after all the shit that they got um, in an effort to fight knife crime. I says, oh, uh, we're rolling out our knife, hashtag knife free chicken boxes in over 210 chicken shops in England and Wales, including Morley's, Dixie Chicken, and Chicken Cottage. They use real life stories to show people how they can go, hashtag knife free. And they're like knife amnesty boxes and shit in there. Eh? This is what? a poor decision. Oh, man, this is just. <laughs> but surely when you get served, you get served with a plastic knife. <laughs> yeah, sharpen that shit up and you know, shank somebody. It was more obvious about this than anything. Enough force, you probably could. Oh, I'm sure yeah, people I mean, in jail have made. If you snap a plastic fork yeah, or a pl any sort of plastic cutlery, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, this decision was quite, quite clearly made without any sort of black person in the room. Oh, of course. This was yeah. just a group of old white dudes saying there's a lot of stabbings going on. Ah. Chicken shops. Where do they eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, to the chicken shops. That's where they're going to put it in. I mean, it's a simple matter of economics, though. I mean, the bottom line is an advert like that, uh, a public service campaign, might cost you two, three, four million pounds to run. Mm -hmm. But putting police officers on the street is costing tens, if not into hundreds of millions of pounds when you take yeah. into account the pensions and everything else that goes with it. So... It's a matter of economics, you know, just cut the police force and we'll just put fucking warnings out there telling you to, you know, it's, it's just, chicken without a plastic knife. It's just so obviously weighted towards black people. It, <laughs> and yeah. Like, and it's, Inner it, city. And maybe that's where the crime is happening. And that's fine. Yeah. I, I understand that. You want to target the areas where the crime is happening. Why not put it on one of the bus shelters outside yeah. of the chicken place? Actually, Why does it have actually, to be inside actually, the chicken box? Actually invest some money into... Helping these young people. If you've ever walked down any street in London, say like Brixton High Street or, or anywhere in London, generally it's fucking bookies, chicken shop, bookies, takeaway, chicken shop, bookies. <laughs> tanning salon. Yeah, tanning salon, <laughs> nail salon, bookies, chicken shop, takeaway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, it's it definitely a decision that has been made by a group of old white dudes. Yeah. And just thought, right, so it's... It's black people. What do black people like? But, I've heard they like chicken. Yes. <sighs> Let's put it. In, it's inside the box. So it's like, will you... Have you ever opened up a box of something that you were eating and then read read what was going on the inside of it, like, if there was something the, in the there? They're mostly just like rebranded cutlery holders. Just, <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. It's is, just is so, stupid. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, where was the where was the advertisement targeted? Does it say specifically? Was it no? It just says just uh, in chicken shops. It says nationwide chicken, or chicken London. shops in England and Wales. Yeah, but it doesn't say specifically. Yeah, no. I mean, I would love to get the statistics, but I mean, I understand the campaign. I understand the way that you guys are looking at it as well, though. Uh, um, I just it's it's one of those things where there's the the budget's not well, apparently the budget's not there to actually go into these like deprived urban areas and actually try and give these people something to do. 
yeah. white or black, these like this disaffected youth or disenfranchised youth, as Andy spoke about. Do you know what I mean? The people that have mm -hmm. just been had these areas where things are getting shut down, there's no money, there's no business, there's huge unemployment. Rather than actually investing some money into these areas, even trying to gentrify them, get a bit of money invested back in the community. Yeah. What is a quick stop way we can just make it look like we're doing something? I know, and that's what that is. It's yeah. like when they cut the funding to mental health support in the UK, but then at the same time, we're like, oh, this is Mental Health Awareness Week. It's like, mm -hmm. well, actually put some money towards helping people rather than just saying, this is what we're doing. The strange thing is, though, I mean, I just pulled up a stat there. Of all the violent incidents recorded between uh, March 2017 and 18 in England and Wales, 79% of the most violent attacks involved no weapons. Oh, it was just... Yeah. Knife, yeah. Crime, knife crimes and other stabbing implements only made up 6% of the total... Of violent attacks in the UK was involved a knife, but obviously it's a hot topic at the moment because there are so many young people yeah. stabbing. Each other. They want to have a look at what Strathclyde Police did. Yeah, well, Police Scotland as it's known now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, how they reduced the knife crime in Glasgow, in, in, yeah, in the on the west coast. Yeah, um, I suppose it's, it's difficult. To, it will be difficult to manage like places like London, especially. It's just that many people mm -hmm. to try and govern that many people. It's tough. It's yeah. hard. It's, it's, I was speaking to Matthew about it, about China. I was like, it must be like, because the, the actual, the, the official popularity, uh, population of like Beijing is like, I don't know, like 7 million or something stupid like that. But like the, the official title is like so much more. And that's, I've pulled that figure out my arse. But imagine trying to govern that many people in one area. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's so many different cultures. You're obviously going to get aggravation. Do you know what I mean? So it's oh, in hell. <coughs> Keep rattling my watch. A couple of things I'll throw at you just to just for anyone that's looking at it from you know other perspectives as well. That remember the stop and search. You know, they were moaning that it was unfairly targeting black black inner city youths. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in 2009, 2010, there was 1.4 million stop and searches in England and Wales. Um, by 2017, that had fallen to only 200,000. Yeah, right. Say those numbers again. What was the first one? 1.4 million searches in yeah. a year to only 200,000. So as you notice, the, 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 the correlation between the decline in the number of stop and searches and, the and a rise increase in the knife crime, the, yeah. that may also be partly down to, uh, I mean, they, they call it anecdotal evidence, but young people are more inclined to carry knives now because of the growing confidence that they will not be stopped. Yeah. Mm. So... It's a tricky one. Yeah. You, know, you don't want your kids running around stabbing one another and that. But then no. because of generally the the age group and generally the racial group as well, it's involved, yeah. it generally is young black youths in, you know, say mm -hmm. London, for example. Mm -hmm. um, that You know, anything that's targeted at that demographic, then immediately, because, oh, that's racist. It is, yeah. But yeah. that's but, the but problem. That's where the problem is. Yeah. You have to focus where the problem is. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And it's like, come up with a solution then. But this is what I mean. Like, with the, going back to the chicken boxes then, like, if they were to go to these areas and be like, speak to the people who are doing some good on the ground there and be like, what can we do to help? Mm. I, I don't think this would ever came up. They would have said, that's you know what? If you get some chicken boxes and write some shit inside of them, I think this may... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, they've clearly not actually went to anyone that's experiencing the problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've not actually had any sort of focus groups or sat down with no, anyone. But they probably have. They probably had focus groups and think tanks and various paid-for organisations, paid for by whom we don't know, who will then be in their ear, essentially lobbying them. Yeah. That's what they were doing. To create policy. 
but do you think that's what I'm saying? None of the it doesn't seem like like Mike says if they actually consulted anyone from these areas, like places where violent crime is big, they would never have come up with something like this. No. Never in a million years. Okay, nah. so what would you come up with then? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Go out and speak to There you them. go. It's not but that this easy. But this is what I mean. No, it certainly isn't easy. They try to come up with some sort of solution, but then they're hounded and they're shot down because of it. But as I'm saying, I don't think they've actually got in touch with the people that need the help. I doubt that. I doubt that. I believe that. I think they do. I just don't think they implement those ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes they do, but then they go, oh, okay. And then they go back and well, they say. How, how many times, for instance, in places you have worked or may currently work, have you sat and been part of. Um, groups yeah. where they, they want your feedback, they want your help, they want your review yeah. to make things better, and then everyone speaks up, and then nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, it's probably the exact same all the way up. Do you know what I mean? They'll get yeah. these things, and then they'll they'll say, like you've probably said before, I think <coughs> different things when it comes to that money type of thing. We can spend twenty million on this in-depth, very much hands-on campaign, or we can print some information on the inside of knife boxes for a quarter of that. Yeah. Which one are they going to go for? Yeah, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. Also, uh, in in government uh, in government news, see they're trying to raise the pension age mm-hmm. to, uh, to was it seventy five? Mm-hmm. What is it now? Sixty five or sixty eight? Uh, sixty five just now. Sure. No, it's six. It, it's sixty six, but it's going up incrementally towards sixty eight. So what's going to be your job when you're seventy two? What are you What are you going to be I'm doing? doing Andy's still going to be doing hip hop. He's going to have his own oh, studio. Yeah. <laughs> You probably be, it's 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 a it's designed to ensure that the working class pay into a, a system, pay into a pot that they're never actually going to be able to take back from. Yes, because they'll yeah. be dead by that part, by that point anyway. Oh, if you're working, male from- life expectancy in the UK is seventy nine. In Glasgow, I believe it's only seventy one. So literally, they will they will have you work until you drop. Yeah. Um, so again, you know, I, I say to people, I keep going back to independence. I keep saying to people, oh, well, you voted no because you were worried about your pension. Well, you're voting no. You'll be lucky if you ever see your pension. <laughs> yeah, no, you're There's not nothing to be worried it. about. You're probably never going to fucking see it. Yeah. yeah. I honestly, there's and we've talked about this before as well. There's no danger. I'm working till seventy five. But, you may need to. Uh, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm but, but, ha- but you might well have to, mate. Yeah. That's well, that's, not if I, if I, my plan was, well, the, the job I'm in just now pays all right, and I'm in a position where I can try and move myself up, so I'd be looking to, at some point or another, get out. I mean, here's an interesting one for you as well, right? The UK officially has the worst pension in the developed world, which I think is astonishing, considering we are essentially, or we're told that we are the fifth largest economy in the world. Mm. Where's that money going? That money is going into a black hole. <laughs> that money is being siphoned off by the rich and the powerful. Simple as that. That's crazy. It is. It's all siphoned off in fucking offshore tax havens and dodge corporation tax. And mate, we can pay for all of this stuff. No problem at all. But it's just another ploy for you to work till you fucking drop. Well, they talk about like, especially in America, they have this, what they call a, a, a gig economy where people have like maybe their day job and then they, they drive Uber at night or they have they do something else. They have to, everyone has two jobs. Is that, do you think that's just because people are living within, out with their means or is it just because you, no matter what you're doing, no matter how you live, you need to have a second source of income, I, at I, least in America. And I think that's probably going to happen here eventually. I think you see a lot more. <clears throat> you see it a lot more nowadays. People, even like, how many plumbers do you know that work for a company but still do homers yeah. outside of that? 
Yeah, I think that's I, always probably been a thing. That, that's what I'm saying, but it's so prevalent now as well. Do you know what I mean? I, I yeah. know so many tradesmen, and they're always doing homers, mm. always. And you've got to sort of think that, yeah. But the thing is, really, like you say if, if a successful tradesman might not actually need it, but they will. Yeah. Especially in that sort of economy where you're, if you're self-employed, especially because it could be busy as fuck one month and then boom, that's you done for maybe two months. You know what I mean, it's not a. The government likes to call it, in inverted commas, removing barriers <laughs> for older people to work longer. <laughs> oh, man. There's always a way to spin it. There's oh, always a way to man. spin everything. Um, These 75-year-olds want to work. What do you uh, mean? Listen, it's, uh, you know, if you're an air, airline pilot, you cannot be medically cleared to fly a plane past the age of 65. Mm. So once you get to 65, if the retirement age 75 and you've been a BA pilot since you were 30, you're going to have to go and find work for the next 10 years unless your fucking BA pension will pay it up, yeah. Well, but then that's the problem is then you've got, you, you think to yourself, well, I've got a great private company. Yeah, I work for a great company and I'm putting it into my Aviva pension and all this kind of stuff. What's to say you're not going to have another Robert Maxwell or another fucking Philip Green that's in there filling and lining their fucking pockets? Yeah by skimming off the pension funds, and then when these companies like BHS and that collapse, and you worked there and paid into the pot for 40 years, and you're then getting 30% of what you're entitled to for what you've paid in over the years. That's you crazy. trust these people as far as you can throw them, man, honestly. <laughs> did, you see, did you see that thing about Asda changing no. their empo- employees? I don't, don't know if you can oh. get to pull this up on you, Max. Oh. I, didn't, I, can't, I didn't take it all in, but they were sitting trying to take like a... Bro, I have been into that this yeah. week. What is it? Take, so they're, they're putting like a new... It's like a pay restructure. <clears throat> and so, you're all Dal So you're all Dal fill you in on what's happening at Aslan, right? <laughs> is it Asda? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Asda. Is right. I call it Aslan, sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> what's happening at Asda is... Uh, remember at the place that shall not be named when the contracts were renegotiated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's essentially the same kind of deal at Asda. However, what they're doing is that they're slashing your holiday pay and your entitlements... And essentially, you're going to have to work more, but you're not being paid more for it. So you're essentially working more for less. Mm. Okay. And within the contract itself, you'll be offered a series of one-to-ones with your line manager. Should you not choose to take the contract, you will be fired. Hmm. Simple as that. So work more for less. Mm -hmm. And have your holidays and your entitlements and that reduced. So does that mean and if you don't like it, fucking off you pop. But like yeah. every everyone here gets you get what is it, twenty eight days mandatory holiday, is that right? Mm-hmm. But then a lot of places they take like two weeks off at Christmas. Yeah. So you have to take that is not pre taken out of your your like uh, your allocation. Yeah. A guy I used to know works for a, a timber company in Perth. And a lot like a lot of trade companies, like so they take two weeks off over the Christmas because there's just no work. Yeah. But they have to keep two weeks of their allocated holidays for that. That's like, uh, but and, if, and if you don't have it, you just don't get paid for that fortnight. Fair enough. I, but I, I think, think that's fair. But you got a lot of places that you get six weeks of holidays and you can take them as and when you request them. Yeah. It's funny, funny, it's a company owned by uh, the Waltons, though. Yeah. Asda is owned by Walmart. Of course. The, yeah. the family that makes $100 million a day. <laughs> they must have. $100 million a day. They must have saw, they must have saw a, a bank statement that was a penny less than what they don't. They were like, no, we can't do We can't have this. Well, That's look true. at the fucking hassle that workers in the States have with Walmart. Without, with the unions. Is that oh, but yeah. That's the problem. Is America's no unionized enough anymore. No. Well, Walmart. And that's what they're trying to do here is to smash down the unions 
so that you've got nobody to stand up for your rights as a worker. So yeah. these companies can ride roughshed all over you. And if you don't like it, fucking off it, Good luck finding one for it. What's one for it just now? Retail. Retail don't have a union. No. Or they don't have one that'll actually like... Do they not? No. They, well, they have, there's a workers' union, but it does fucking nothing. Yeah. Like, retail companies can get away with a fucking shit. Are you part of the union at the place that shall not be named? Yeah, I'm part of the union. Oh, my yeah, old okay. man, as soon as I got a letter, my old man's get your fucking sale signed up. Yeah. Just with the Asda one. Paid breaks will be scrapped. Working bank holidays will become compulsory in exchange for £9 an hour. That's wild. But what, I guess there is no such thing as an Asda family anymore. We are most definitely just the number claims Sophie, who's had her name changed to protect her identity. Good on yourself, Sophie. They were having a big big protest um, outside the headquarters in Leeds. Yesterday, maybe that's crazy. Well, I'll stop shopping now. Fuck them. But, um, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I came out. Jesus, I, st- I shop in Asda's, and I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, we'll see how this plays out. But if they're going to make the workers play to that game, I'll, I'll not spend another thing. I think, as I often found as well, like you, you would go to Asda's or Tesco's, me too. It was a bit cheaper, but like I, I live near Morrison's now, so just for easiness, usually nip over there for a shop. Prices are not massively different it's anymore. Not. But see, this this whole problem is all exasperated by these working tax credits mm. that Gordon Brown introduced when he was a chancellor uh, a number of years ago. And it's a fucking scam because it allows people like Asda, Walmart essentially, to pay you pittance knowing that the taxpayer will top up your wage. Okay. So working tax credits are part of the problem why these companies, uh, these employees now find themselves in the position they are with their employers because the employers are going... Great, we can continue to pay you pittance because the taxpayer's actually picking up the rest of the wage for you mm-hmm. with the working tax credits. I, I, I think, I don't know about you, Mike, I consider myself quite lucky. Like, not I do too, yeah. arse, but like, knowing people who work in retail mm-hmm. or for places like Asda, you know I mean? it's a fucking job. I'm not trying to say where your work is makes you any difference, <laughs> but it's fairly reasonable where I am, anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you say, it's not anyone's dream job, but pays all right and the fucking benefits are there. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like you see, places like this. Well, they are today. Mm. But remember that there's nothing to stop them tomorrow saying, yeah. right, guys, weekends are cancelled. You are now on a seven-day, seven-day rotation in customer service, business, all that kind yeah. of things. Mm. Kiss goodbye at your two o'clock finish on a Saturday. Kiss goodbye at your Sundays off. You are working mandatory bank holidays, blah, 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 blah. And your fucking pay, your maternity leave, and your uh, holidays, they're all getting cut. Mm. You gotta give props. Don't to like b- it. Find another job. Gotta yeah. give props to places like Aviva. They've got you by the balls, man. Aviva are now given like you don't have to work for a certain time to get maternity leave or paternity leave when you work for Aviva now. Oh, that's good. Mate of mine, uh, Ryan. I don't know if he mind me using him, but he just started working for Aviva no long after finding his missus was pregnant, mm-hmm. and he was just like he was just in his first day. He was just chatting. He was like, "Oh, my, my missus is due in a couple of months," and the guy's like, "Oh, I take it you got a job for the paternity cover." And he's like. What paternity cover is that? Mm-hmm. Well, you can take six months fully paid leave if you want. Like my, like husband or like my father or white or mother can take the time off six months fully paid, and even if you've been there a week or if you've been there five years. Oh, insurance companies got it. So yeah, yeah. they should be. Doing well, that's what I'm saying. But a lot of places you have to work for at least three years. Yeah. Before you'll get any sort of. I remember uh, working in a place where there was a woman, and she must have she must have worked about six months in. F- four or five years because she would have a burn and then as soon as she was ready to come back she'd, she'd be up the duff again 
So she'd come back, work a couple of months, three or four months, and then off again for nine months. Christ. And Jesus she fucking must have knocked out like four bairns like that over the space of maybe six years. Fucking didn't he work basically a day for fucking six years, man? Fucking cow. <laughs> I love that, man, eh? Fucking maternity, just cutting about the hoose and that, fucking my jammies and that all day. <laughs> Motherhood is the most important job. <laughs> I tell you what, that shows you my understanding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to for that comment. No, they... It's a, oh, man. Guys, just, I want to touch on something just quickly. It's not so much sports, but I just... I want to add this man to Cunt of the Week. Uh-oh. Conor McGregor. Uh, oh, slapping the old guy in the nah, bar. To be fair, the old guy becomes hero of the week because he took it like if he took that fucking straight left like an absolute champion. Never caught him clean though. Nah, he wasn't. Still, but you know, why is fucking? It seems like this boy, like Conor McGregor, can't handle his gear. Because apparently, so I don't, I don't know. Like it might, it might be total bullshit. But the thing is, regardless of what happens, if you're a professional fighter, can I just go clocking old boys in a boozer? You end up fucking killing. Can somebody. if the guy re- refuses a drink of the finest Irish malt. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I know. But it's like, it just seems like Conor McGregor's just, he became such a parody of himself. And it was funny mm-hmm. for a while, but now it just seems that like he's just getting a bit. Get back in the octagon, mate. Let's aye. see if you've still got go it. And just, aye, go and just shut your puss and get fighting. Like, yeah. you've done plenty, so either, like, put up or shut up. Yeah, stop smashing phones outside a nightclub. Stop hitting old geezers inside the boozer. Get aye. yourself in the octagon. And let's get your see ass if handed to you it. by big fucking Nate Diaz, who apparently smoked Pettis. Well, I was just going to say, remember I said to you, over the UFC. Well, we're just about dropping sports. Uh, Sports. Let's get ready to Very, very brief, but I did say yeah. to you, I thought Stipe would knock oh, out DC. I, mate, I was, those body I was. shots were fucking terrifying. Yeah, like, I saw a few of them. You yeah. see, I mean, like, you don't often consider a body shot, or maybe if you're like a, a casual observer, do you know what I mean? You see take the, the knockouts right in the chin, but oh, take the wind like, right a, out you, man. a heavyweight body <laughs> shot. I remember training with Paul and one of his pals, I was hiding the leg pads for him, and it was like those proper, like, six inch thick Muay Thai pads. And a professional guy kicking you, your leg still fucking goes to sleep. <coughs> so if you can imagine catching a full-on kick or a full-on professional punch. <sighs> I don't want to imagine that. So I did say to you, I thought uh, Stipe would, would, would win it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did say that I thought Cormier's wrestling... That was the thing, is Cormier's wrestling so good, but Stipe's such a brutal wrestler. He's so, he's just, Although Cormier fucking threw him about that first round, yeah, man. He was no, messing no. him up big it was, time. No, I was saying, it was, I, I but thought, he was there to be hit. Aye. And I think Cormier fell into that game plan. I think he admitted it himself as much afterwards. He's like, after that first round, I got giddy, man. He was there to be hit. Mm-hmm. And I threw the game plan out the window because he was there to be hit. So I wanted to hit him. I knocked him out before. Mm-hmm. Got to have respect for like, I never used to have, I never used to like Cormier, but you've got to respect him, man. The guy's knowledge of the sport, like he's a great he's great on commentary. Doesn't yeah. need to fight anymore, nah. man. He makes enough he should be making enough money from the TV and the commentary gigs and mm-hmm. the ESP and the Fox, whatever it was right. it is now, and uh, the Popeye's chicken stuff and all that too. Um just retire, man. You've had a great career. Right. Don't don't go taking there's, there's more unnecessary n- punishment. There's no there's no shame in losing a guy like Stepe either. Nope. Absolute beast of a man. But I don't want to see a John Jones trilogy with DC. What's no, the point? That's no. two and oh. What I'd like to see would probably be a trilogy to tie those two up, Stipe and DC, and then just hang up the gloves, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call, call time. One there. And then Nate Diaz. Um, did I give a prediction on that I don't fight? think you did, actually, no. You know I like Showtime Anthony Pettis. Mm. He's, he's fucking absolute gangster. Mm. But Nate Diaz... 
just did a number. Them. And I tell you what, if they put him and Masvidal oh. together for a fight, Masvidal does not need to be fighting Leon Edwards. He won't fight for the title because that's going to be Kamaru, Kamaru Usman and Kobe Covington. Mm-hmm. So they might as well go and make the big money fight, that which is, is Masvidal and Diaz. That'll be a fucking belter if it goes down, man. Oh, I'd be... But did you see Masvidal's face when Masvidal, mm-hmm. Masvidal was in the crowd? Mm-hmm. And uh, his face when Nate Diaz sort of called him out and like, didn't he? Like, wasn't he like Monday in your dick? Like, no, proper, no, he like, wants a money <laughs> fight. Proper respect, but like, you can see Masvidal was just like, yes, yes, please, thanks very much. Just saw the dollar size <laughs> like, <laughs> in his eye. Yes, please. Yo, man, that guy has fucking grounded for years. He deserves. If anyone deserves a big payday, Jorge Masvidal off. is one of those boys that deserves Especially a Diaz big, also, big payday. Diaz hasn't fought in three years. Looked all right, though. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? That's, Just goes uh, to show you, though, Conor McGregor's defence and his takedown defence isn't as bad as everybody says it is because he fucking stuffed everything Nate Diaz threw at him. In that in second two, one. In, yeah, and in the first... Well, the first fight, I can't really say that, but definitely in the second fight, fucking Anthony Pettis didn't have much of an answer for it. I'll tell you what, man, I wouldn't mind seeing a McGregor-Diaz trilogy. But Hor- Masvidal, yeah, see, uh, this more came up maybe that now, man. Uh, two years ago, it would have been fine, like the year after the second one. But aye, Masvidal Diaz would be a fucking peach. That would be a good fight, something that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Um, hopefully, that fight gets made. Hopefully, Dana White and the guys that call the shots at the UFC, because you know they're all about money fights these oh, days. Aye. You know, that's the bottom line, it's a business. Hopefully, they see sense and they put that fight together for. A card maybe, what is this now? This is August. Maybe the end of November, December, something like that. I hope it's not 2020. I hope it's definitely is, by the end of the year. Diaz, he's the weight, is he the weight below? And well, he's, he's 170 now. So he's, he's no point in him cutting a 155. What's, uh, man. what's fucking Khabib at? Khabib's 155. I'd but he could fight at once. I'd like to see that fight. Tiramisu- no, he needs to stay there, take care of Dustin Peahead Poirier, and somebody needs to let Tony Ferguson go fucking ham on Tiramisu. I'm telling you. <laughs> When's can we fight? Is that November? Aye, he's fighting in, where is he fighting? Dubai, is it D- Dubai or something. Aye, November. Well. Aye, a lot of money in the Middle East, eh? Mm, you <laughs> wouldn't think it, would you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're bringing all the sporting d- events out there these days, aren't they? Just the talks, boys. Money we just talks. tie up sport and just call Conor McGregor the cunt of the week. Yeah, cunt of the week. Yeah, well, I said before about uh, Anthony Joshua going to fight out there. Mm. But he said that he didn't want to fight in America because that would be too close to, uh, was it guys, Ruiz? Is that the guy? Yeah. That would be too close to Ruiz. It would be kind of like a home fight for him. Yeah. But then he goes and fights out and. He's getting a lot of stick. Release. Like, he's getting a lot of stick because he's coming across with his bad boy attitude now after Ruiz pied Knocked him. Knocked it into him. Because he was always the kind of homegrown sort of yeah, clean cut boy, but now I he's watched, apparently getting a bit wide. I watched a YouTube video a couple of years ago. It's called, if anyone ever wants to look it up, it's called The Dark Side of Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you all these clips where it's like, the, 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 basically the guy's putting across the point that this guy isn't as nicey-nicey as he makes it out on TV and heroes. Mm a number of occasions where the mask has kind of slipped. Yeah. And it, it was just a really interesting watch. And you, you kind of sit and you go, yeah, he's, of course he's a nasty motherfucker. Right. He's, he's a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. Heavyweight champion of the world, man. Like, he's come on. called Lennox Lewis a clown. <coughs> well, yeah, well, Lennox. Well, what is Lennox Lewis going to do Lennox about Lewis. it? He's going to do absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Uh, we'll wrap up sports there. What do you want to go now, Mike? Oh, no, wait. There was still oh, something else. Uh, yeah. Um, so oh, shit, Jay-Z is uh, signed a, a deal with the NFL to kind of not only help with their um, 
their image problem, I guess, um, but to also bring on uh, talent for the Super Bowl, talent from his management company for the oh, Super so Bowl. Oh, so he's wanting the the control of the halftime gig at the Super Bowl then? He is, yeah. Right, that's what it's all about. So there was a lot of... Uh, it's nothing to do with football, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not really with football, but he's... Change, you know, you try to get fucking Kaepernick a job. I was just going to say what's happening. Well, about. that's the thing. That's what people were kicking off about. They were like, oh, well, Kaepernick doesn't have a job and we're boycotting him. I was like, well... Jay-Z or Roger Goodell, for that matter, can't get Kaepernick a job. Like, there's mm. 32 teams that would need to feel that he is right for the job. And I don't get me wrong. I think that he's better than a lot of the guys that are playing quarterback mm. right now. And take him at the Redskins. Uh, yeah, you probably him take him there. Hell yeah, take him. All the <laughs> but um, I think Jay-Z was, and this, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Jay-Z fan. I think he was un, it wasn't right the way he was getting attacked this week just because of but I feel, like, I feel like maybe, he's put it for the maybe NFL. he should, probably should have considered this would happen. He probably did, but I don't think that you can let that stop you from doing stuff if you feel like your long-term goal is going to be not only beneficial for your pockets, but beneficial for the people that you feel that you're going to help. Pockets, I said first. Yeah, I was yes. just going to say, because <laughs> people don't come into... When you get into that sort of stratosphere that people like him operate on... Yeah. You, I don't care what you say. You're not doing it for the. You're not you're doing not. anything for no. the people. You're doing things to line your own pockets. But but I think that the end goal for this is going to be him eventually owning a team. He's probably looking at like what Beckham's doing with the MLS franchise in yeah. Miami and that. And then into Miami. And I just don't think like they, I mean if they think that Kaepernick was was blackballed and that all the media, all the owners got together and they said no nah, we don't want him in. I think that if you have. Not only a black owner, but if you have Jay Z sitting in there, I don't think that that conversation goes the did same that, way. Did that really happen? Do you think all thirty-two team owners sat down and had a meeting and said, "Maybe not all of them. I think the influential ones probably did." So maybe like yeah, in Miami yeah. and in Dallas, and those with money exert their influence on mm -hmm. on the others. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, was, but I just don't. Th I think that if that gets around, and then you have an ownership group that involves Jay Z, I think that maybe kind of that falls flat. A bit. Mm -hmm. I don't think they, they push as hard. Mm -hmm. So I think both sides kind of win. I think the NFL wins because they kind of put a Band-Aid on this whole you don't like black people kind of thing. Or you not, I shouldn't say that because the league is all black people. Um, you're they put a much better at On the whole <laughs> no protesting during games, we don't want that bullshit. They kind of puts a Band-Aid on that. Jay-Z gets his pockets lined. He also steps in there and just him being there will will help that, the only, hopefully. The only white guys I ever see in an American football team are the punter, the kicker, the quarterback, and the tight end. <laughs> and the coach. And the coach. <laughs> and yeah. the general manager. But he's also, he's and the owner. And the owner. They're saying that as well. All defensive coaches are black. Uh, no, you, you start to see more black coaches now. Yeah, just no head coaches. Yeah. Really. Rarely head coaches. There's, there's one in Miami, the I boy think. Who's the head coach? Uh, oh yeah, he now coaches. Yeah. He's a DC in Arizona now, I think. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just think Jay Z got slammed for it, considering the amount of work he does outside of this. Because yeah. I think that's mental. You know, could you imagine like uh, Ed Woodward and Ivor Gazidez and uh, Arsenal and Man United and all these boys sitting down to say then okay. sign fucking Danny Rose because he come out and he wouldn't salute the British flag, for example? Mm -hmm. No. I could, I could not envision a situation like that in this yeah. country, man. I just America, That's just weird. A lot of people say that here. Like, why do you even do the whole national anthem before? The, it's not I like you're playing really an international... You guys, yeah. But it's not like you're playing an international team. If you were playing a team it, in Canada, maybe you do it. it but you're playing America, someone it, who's like about American, 40 miles west of you. So. Is it American sports? It's every game. Yeah, every game. Yeah. Every game. And then, and especially in basketball, where there are Canadian teams, they do both. They mm. do the American and the... Because like with Scotland, it's genuinely just the international Internationals, yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm not shit. I'm not shit on America. You know, it's fine. But I just yeah. don't. I, Rangers fans like you saying rule Britannia. No, no. <laughs> God save the Queen in there. Aye. The like, fans, the diet hunts. No. <laughs> Unlike, um, Unlike. Do, see you know, see in America, do they do, they do like the the like the ode to the flag? You used to see that in like programs, like you do the ode to the flag, whatever it is. Can you do the, the stand up in the morning and recite? Oh, the, the pledge of allegiance. Pledge of allegiance. Yeah, is that a thing? Yeah, I used to. We used to do oh, it really? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember it? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Can you put like the American dun dun in yeah, <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Except if you're black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. To be fair, like when I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, when I went to the Nationals game, what's that? Is it Pittsburgh Pirates? Yes. The baseball team? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. No, it wasn't. It was Baltimore Orioles. Okay. Orioles? Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, those, those, those are two teams. Yeah, yeah. Those are actually like, a team, right? Yeah. Um, that was the game I went to, and uh, the <laughs> national anthem at the start was just fucking... It is. It's cool. It's it a cool was experience. Fucking something else, man. There yeah. was fucking fireworks going off the top of oh, National yeah, like, Stadium and fucking jets flying over. Americans do sports like, right. Like yeah. you definitely, definitely do. And you see it coming over. Oh, nobody the... can sit on their arse for the for the duration of the game. Everybody's right. fucking up and doing up and doing up and doing. But right. the national anthem saying was that, like something else, that, man. Like football, soccer chants are much better over here yes. than they are in America. Have you seen that boy doing the Seattle? Yeah. Oh, Let's fucking go! <laughs> oh, mate, he gives me the fear. Anyway. You, just one other thing I wanted to say, like, on the flags and that as well. I remember scooting about in Virginia with my, my dad and his missus, and she noticed this really tatty flag outside somebody's house, and she was almost offended by it. Mm -hmm. She's like, that flag, that flag needs to be retired. And I, I was like, what do you mean retired? <laughs> you know, just chuck it in the bin. Uh, honestly, uh, like somebody stuck a cattle prod up her arse. She was like, what? She's oh, like, it's oh, you, don't bin. The, you don't throw the flag out, you retire the flag. Yeah, I, I was just like, what's the over fuck? here? Especially, see when I see a Union Jack flying in his <laughs> back garden, man, it, it makes me angry. That's what I see with produce. See if you see produce on it and it's jacked. I say, if it's jacked, put it back. <laughs> no. If you see a what? If it's jacked, put it back. <laughs> It's got a big like, union. You see it now, like the Scottish shortbread and that sold in Marks and Spencers. It comes in a London bus tin covered in Union Jacks, product of Scotland. Yeah, so <laughs> if it's jacked, put it back. Uh, jacked. Put it back. I like that. Down with that. More than bigots. It's, anyway. It sounds like uh, the Union Jack to Andy is not. But nah. fucking no. Nah. Is it no? Nah? <laughs> it's bra. An independent Scotland. I, I know it's bra. Yes. Bra or no? And the independence yeah. <laughs> I feel we'll bad. Be there. We will be there soon. And then we will have our own independence day and I'll be happy to salute the flag every motherfucking okay, morning, right. man. <laughs> Lying outside my porch, I'll be like, ah, fucking salt. Let's go. Retire that flag. It's looking old, son. <laughs> right, sorry, boys. Let's do it. Night and day podcast. Automatic updates on Windows computers. No, they say. And they sent in a photo of the updating screen and then 45 minutes later, we are still at 15%. Bullshit. <laughs> That's why I use Mac. Yeah. Kevin, it is a bit of a because they come out of nowhere. Your computer doesn't one day say we're going to update it. It's just you turn it on one day. Is that you can do this in four hours when I finished updating? No. Yeah, Windows. Uh, Windows is just a no. Windows for me. sucks. But my computer at work only wants to update when I'm running late. So when I have to sit down, and I have to do something. It's I'm like fuck. It's oh, like perfect. two percent, and I'm like now I got to move on to another computer now. Came on oh, Israel. Perfect. I'm going back to back work. Back. I'm going back to work after Fortnite tomorrow. Guaranteed. The first thing that's going to happen when I turn on my computer 
is a fucking Windows update, and yeah. I'll be half my first day back just like screaming at it. <laughs> no, but no. I, uh, I'll still say bra because these are you need these things to stay safe with your computer. Well, PJ, if I could give you a bit of advice, mate, as a as a podcaster yourself, I know he uses uh, GarageBand, I think he said when he recorded. I don't know how he's doing that on a Windows computer, though, but, dude, if you can get yourself onto a Mac, you'll yeah. never look back. Yeah. Just didn't tell Alana. Never look back. Didn't tell Alana. You're, you've got a lot of bars right now. Oh, Go man. to a Mac and never look Bro, back. If it's jacked, they're back. I was in the studio on Friday night, absolutely off my tits, man. I was freestyling for about fucking freestyle oh. battles with half a Perth man in Glasgow. It was fucking brilliant. Tune into the uh, Patreon. We're going to have that for Andy Mag. He's oh, going to put that I've got bars for days, son. <laughs> Uh, Mike Malloy, bands stroke music acts that go on tours for 20 years after their prime with almost nobody from the original lineup. For example, Foreigner just toured Canada and not a single band member playing that tour was part of the band for any of the hits they played in their set, in their set list. Having said that, it's still pretty cool to hear your favorite songs played live at top volume. So I give it a conservative bra. Ooh, conservative bra. Mm, conservative bra. See, it depends on the band. Because like, you couldn't have Oasis touring without Liam and Noel. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's good to go to see Noel, it's good to go to see Liam and they play the songs, but you can yourself, they couldn't tour under Oasis without those two brothers. However, the other band members have been fairly interchangeable over the years. I mean, I always think back of the ones where band members die. It's like, you know, you go to see The Who now, you're going to see uh, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. Mm-hmm. Keith Moon's been dead fucking 30 odd years. Yeah. John mm-hmm. Entwistle's been dead. Oof, he'll be dead nearly 10 years probably now there's like three different um, versions of UB40 mm-hmm. there's yeah. like UB40 with Ali Campbell there's UB40 without Ali Campbell it's... Yeah, but, but then for years people used to go and see Pink Floyd for years and Roger Waters wasn't in Pink Floyd I mean they had a huge dispute mm-hmm. they had a huge dispute back in, in the late 80s and then Gilmore and the rest of them said fuck it we're going to go out and tour as Pink Floyd mm-hmm. But that's to be honest, honest yes, it's, it's, I think, and then it's the same as well. Queen, cool. Queen are the same. They've got Adam Lambert, a guy called Adam Lambert sings with Queen now, but the rest of them are just, apart from the bassist. It's like Led Zeppelin with no John Bonham. Yeah, they've got his son on the drums now, but it's... I think you would you ha- go to see a Nirvana fucking reunion with Nate Kirk Cobain, would you? No, no. That's, I don't you think know, you can it's... call it that band without, like, especially three pieces. Especially when folk are dead. Yeah. 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 Especially right. when folk are dead. It's, that's it's just a money grab to me, yeah, it, it seems like. I'm, I'm going to say, no. say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say bra. Yeah. I'm going to give a conservative bra because the Pink Floyd example. Mm. It's yeah, no, it's, I think yeah. it could be different from one to one. Like you I can't say it's no because there's times I've I can get down with it. So. Mm. I'm going to stick. I'll stick with my no. I'll stick, I'll I'm saying no too. I'm, 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 I'm willing to have my name changed. <laughs> uh, Chris Kessa, getting smashed at gigs. Loving, love, loving having a decent skinful hate. Oh, decent skinful? What does that mean? A skinful. You've had a lot to drink. Oh, okay. Love having a decent skinful. Hate forgetting the Foo Fighters set. From what I do remember, they were fucking awesome. I've, I've, as a north from me, like I like getting a good drink at a gig, especially if it's like one of the the one day festivals. Yeah. But then you're right. You wake up the next day. You, you spend all that money on a ticket, and you can't actually fucking remember anything. I think I talked about this last week. I never get so pissed that I've been mm. carried out to any place, fucking anything like that. So, like, I can just go and drink and have a good time. That's never going to be mm. an yeah. issue for me. So, it's no. Uh, I'm going to say no, forget. I do like a drink at a gig, but, like, there's a fine line between getting absolutely I wouldn't go to a gig and be like, right, let's get a half bottle of Audi and get fucking tan and a load of 
mm-hmm. you know, substances and that before <laughs> I go. And then, no, no, I would like, fuck that, man. Cause nah, I remember like that. Mike, uh, not, not Mike, Matt, we went to see the Stone Rose in Glasgow <laughs> Green years ago, and he doesn't even really like them, but he got that pissed before the gig. He seen The View, who were the first support band, fell asleep and then went him. Because mm. he was absolutely buckled. No, that's I happened to eight ball. He was away in Leeds at some gig. I was up at Murray's and he was phoning Murray at like half nine at night, like steaming. Murray's got him on the speaker for it. Eh? He's like, where are you, man? He's like, oh, I'm back at the Airbnb, man. He's like, where is everybody? He's like, oh, they're still at the gig. I've lost my phone. Can you phone my mum? So he's like got the three-way call going with his mum now. His mum's like, what the fuck's going on? Where's all your friends? He's like, they're asleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> so he's got like this all-day fucking vessel hang down in Leeds, like a weekend thing and that mm. as well. And he was literally so fucked, he was back at the Airbnb at nine o'clock. Oh, that's a waste. It's just like, what uh, is this, see, what's I the try, fucking point? Especially man? on days out, I try and pace myself a bit. I can be a bit liable to get a bit messy on a night out. Yeah. But like a day session, I'm actually usually fairly sensible at because it's a marathon, not a sprint. The trick is a couple of beers for your lunch, a couple of bottles of water, then a drink for an hour. Yeah. Drink for an hour and a half, two hours. Then go back and have another couple of beers. Aye. I did that on Saturday, on Friday actually, it was quite a good. A couple of pints of water for a left the house. Uh, well, if I go to a concert or something like that, I will, I'll drink up until like the main act or the person I'm going to see comes on mm. and you don't want to leave anyway. Yeah. So then you're pretty much going to be sober can, by the... You kind of want to not get... Not sober, you but you'll be all right. a couple of pints before they go on just so you didn't... Can, can we, like, you've been drinking and you stop and you start getting that dehydration yeah. sore head. You want to kind of keep your cell. Because the worst thing is like Mellow. drinking before football and then not being able to drink for the whole time you're in the football and then you start to feel rank. Yeah, yeah obviously the best thing to do is just have large drinks. Mm. Pints. Yeah. You know, you're going to sit and go to a gig and drink fucking vodka and Coke, Jack There's Daniels no and Coke. Nah, What's the point, nah. man? You're going to have rattled about 15 before the mm. fucking openers are on. Hell right? yeah. So what is that? We're going to go... That's a, it's, I would say no for getting pissed, but you know, baby, aye, but getting pissed is a bad shit. Getting wrecked at a gig. No. Yeah. No point. Get wrecked, no. Uh, no, it's all around. Uh, Chris also says, uh, Conor McGregor, good fighter, great businessman, but allegedly hitting an old man for turning down the drink. I don't think it was just for turning down the drink, but yeah. either way, there's no, there is a reason to hit an old man, yeah, but, <laughs> but just don't do it, like Chris Rock fighter, says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think we've done Conor McGregor yeah, already out here. It was a no. Conor of the week. Um, Steven Tosh, Nike finally joining the real world and paying female athletes while they're, whilst they're pregnant. Apparently, they used to reduce payments by at least 70% or more if you weren't in their top tier. I did not know that. Right, it depends. If that's just the structure of their um, maternity cover. And yeah. I do think the maternity pay should be leveled out. <laughs> right, okay, hang on though. Go ahead. It's, per, it's on a performance-related pay. So you signed a contract based on your performance. Now, as a female athlete... Yeah, well, okay, so... Remember, people like Jessica Ennis and that don't just end up up the fucking duff, for example. It's they know what's causing planned, it. No, it's all planned out. You know, they're sitting Not going, necessarily, not necessarily. It, of course it is. Do you think she's going to let herself get up the duff fucking six months before the, the, the next Olympics? Come on. Oh, maybe not before now. the next Olympics. Okay, so wait, but I'm saying if LeBron James, if it's performance... If performance linked, let's say LeBron... Oh, Kevin Durant, for example. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. is, let's say, he miss, he's going to miss all of next year. Mm-hmm. It... 
is is his salary going to be affected? Does he if it a, is, does he have an injury clause in his contract? If he does, he's okay. A smart man. Fair enough. But then there should be a pregnancy clause in these contracts as well. Well, clearly say. there wasn't. If there's but time no. away for a certain period of time. They should say yeah. you're, if you're having a kid and you want to be away for you know 18 months. I don't know how long that would be. I don't know if that's being you know sexist or not. But um, if you want to be away for 18 months, if that's not going to affect our marketability of you, then yeah. that's fine. Then you can be away. I, I, I don't see, I don't think that that's unfair to say that, um, to put either a clause in or mm-hmm. to say there is no clause here and we're just not going to pay you because you're not performing. The reason why there isn't a clause in it for every female is probably because a large proportion of them do not have the clout, do not have the marketability mm-hmm. of, say, a Serena Williams. True. For example, she probably has something like that in her she contract probably, because yes. she's powerful enough, and they want her probably bad enough that if she's looking for a clause like that in yeah. her contract, she's going to get it. They'll, they'll make something out of that for her. They'll be like, "Oh, you're having a baby? We'll put together a campaign for you." <laughs> but all I would say, and I'm not defending Nike at all. All I'm saying is that these women were on performance-related contracts. Therefore, if they cannot make it out on the track or on the field of play to perform, therefore they are not paid. Okay. Fair so, enough. If they signed that contract and then got themselves pregnant, yeah, that's not Nike's fault. Do you think it's fair, like using the Kevin Durant thing now, who's injured for an entire year, do you think it's fair that he, he Kevin Durant is going to be more uh, recognizable than probably any female athlete? Is that unfair to say, you think? Do, they, do, do you no, think it's no, unfair? No, because I think if you said to somebody in this country, do you know who Kevin Durant is and do you know who Serena Williams is? Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I think it's a, it's, a, it's a profitability thing. If, if a, an athlete can demand more money, so in that example, Serena Williams is bigger over here because tennis is bigger over here than Kevin Durant would be. Yeah. So, uh, it's, again, it's a difficult one, especially when you're talking like successful athletes. Like That'll be different than maybe just a Nike-sponsored athlete. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like a, a person like Serena Williams is the face of a campaign. Yeah. Whereas they could have fucking Jane Smith, who's a, a an NBA like a, F, a women's basketball player, or do you know what I mean a not as recognisable athlete, but a professional athlete? Then they're not going to pull in as much as Serena Williams is going to do. Yeah. So it's a it's a hard one to understand. I can see where Stosh is coming from, but at the same time. It is. It's a business at the end of the day, and they're making money off these people. Well, look, these ultimate, aren't staff members. These I, are. If somebody is in a job, I don't care what line of work it's in, and they signed a contract where if they can't make it to work, they are not paid for that day. Whose fault is that? Yeah, but it, it, but most most companies will have they'll pay for maternity leave. So pregnant I, why, why? women can't compete in sports against non-pregnant women because of. Well, and pregnant women can't be in the office for, well, they can be in the office, but they choose or they are allowed to leave the office for a certain period of time while they give birth. Let's be honest. Pregnancy generally is the kiss of death for female athletes, i.e., you know, a lot of them struggle to capture the the same levels of performance after having a child. Mm Mm-hmm as what they did before it. Tennis is another very good example. There's only, I think, about four women who have ever won a major title after having a baby. Mm. Kim Kleister has been one. I think Serena Williams has won one major since she's had a kid, but she's she's won very little over the last two or three years. Yeah. So generally, you know, I say it's the kiss of death. I don't mean it like that. From a, from 
using sport analogy, yeah, it is because generally the performance is never the same afterwards. Mm-hmm. In some exceptional cases, yes, it is, but yeah. not in every case. Mm-hmm. And that's why as a business, Nike would then say, well, you know, if you get yourself pregnant, you get yourself knocked up, then you obviously can't make it out and perform. Therefore, you aren't entitled to any performance-related bonuses, which impact your pay. So mm-hmm. maybe you should have signed a contract that gave you a base rate rather than performance. Mm-hmm. But it's that old daddy, isn't it? Like Kevin Durant's injured for a year. Well, you've got to pay him. Same way as if you got sick for a year, Mike. Your company still has to pay you. Yeah. Yeah. Sticky one. Point. I'm. I'm gonna. <coughs> I don't know what. I feel. I'm gonna. Have to, I'd have to. I don't want to make a snap judgment on that because I feel like there's more information I should be reading before saying bra or not to that one. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment until I have I'm the facts. Say, I'm gonna say it's bra that they've. They, yeah, they, they, they've sorted that out. Um, Nike can. Uh, Nike can afford to do it. <laughs> so true. why not? Actually, yeah, true, true. You know, it, it, yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I genuinely don't. Um, Historically, though, only a few female athletes have ever had performance-based reductions applied, according to Nike. So it might be one of these ones that it's one case in every 20,000 contracts that are sent in. But, of course, these two or three cases come to light and they make the biggest amount of noise. Yeah. And everything has to change for, mm-hmm. for everyone. So it, it's tough. I'm going to say bro, though. Good point. Yeah, I'm saying bro. Uh, Stevie Cook raising the pension age to 75. We all went no. on the table and said... <coughs> No. Said no about that. Nobody wants to work till 75. Listen, they'll hear you working at fucking... 100. They'll hear you fucking back up the chimneys. No time <laughs> for the kids, man. Back to Victorian times. Uh, Davey O. Uh, thanks, Davey O, for wearing our uh, Monkey Sword Fight t-shirt. the Highlander. Yeah. Connor McLeod. Oh, did he? Ah, uh, hi. Standing next to the Monkey Sword Fight t-shirt. We should have gotten him to do like a couple of sound bites. I, I told him to, yeah, get a couple of... He said he was going to get a couple of people to go like, You're oh, listening to Monkey Sword listen, Fight. This is the Monkey Sword Fight podcast. That would be fucking When's he weird. coming on as a guest? Uh, I'd like him to, he wants to bring, uh, what's his name from TFM on, but it's scheduling all the time. So hopefully we can get him on by, on, by himself. But we're just trying to catch a, catch a day when we're all free. Davey, sort of sort of sitting here for you, mate. Come on. Yeah, we want you to debate with Jordan. Uh, Davey O. Um, get, I'm not getting wrapped up in it. <laughs> celebs charging for autographs or photos. This is a good one, I think. Yeah, why not? Oh, I sure. don't see why not either. Mm-hmm. No, if like, see if... I don't think you should charge. Uh, well, you know see, what? See, see, if you bump into a celebrity in the street... Just don't charge, him, no. Just leave them alone. No. Yeah, that too. Because <laughs> I remember Noel Gallagher coming and saying that he stopped taking selfies before he goes, I'll give you an autograph. He goes, but I'm not wanting to fucking sit in a track rakes of folk in the middle of weight shows. And you can understand that as well. Yeah. I think like if you're at their concert or that, but if you just see them out in the street. Dude, these people have got lives as well. Mm. Yeah, I know you're a fan and all that, but I'm no one of these. like, oh my God, there's no Gallagher. Oh. It's like... Fucking let the guy have his fucking lunch, man. Okay, yeah. I, I try and think it'd more, leave be, him. it'd more be nice like, if you bumped into him somewhere. Be just say here, I'm a big fan. See but like, then he's sitting fucking... See if he was sitting at a, a, a restaurant having a meal. Yeah. See when I got up to leave, having paid my bill, if he was still sat there and I walked past his table, I might just say, no, thanks for everything that you've done, man, big up. Right. And yeah. that's it, walk on my way out. It would yeah. literally pass. I wouldn't be like, hey man, can I get an autograph? Oh, a new album's fucking banging. What's the chance of a photo? Guy's probably out trying to have a nice meal with his wife, or something. Mm. they're on their date night or something. Man. Yeah, can. No, but yeah, but like you see, especially <laughs> these, like because I seen Davey was at like Comic Con mm-hmm. and that. I was like, aye, folk have got to make. That's why they're there. They're there to make a make a bit of dough. Yeah, but that's because they'll charge for them now. Because when you get the autograph, 
you then go and put a hot fucking Yeah, because you're selling it. Yeah. You're trying to sell that shit for $250. But then you see a signed like, t-shirt or something. Yeah, he's like Conor McGregor. I seen him a while ago. He was like, some guy was just like, can you sign these 10 posters so I can go and make some money? He's like, fucking right, there you go. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? So That's because he's like, like, oh, my fucking signature makes money. That's because he spoke to him in the language that he understands. Yeah. I want to go out and make some money. He's yeah. like, fucking fair play. You, I, I'll say, bro, like, like, I'm just funny, especially if you go to one of these conventions, unless, unless the company are paying... I mean, but you've got a lot of these people that will maybe have to put up their own stalls or their, their job is traveling these conventions and they're trying to punt books or DVDs or posters. So, ah, fuck it, they're trying to make a buck because it doesn't last forever. And some folk obviously aren't very clever when they're at the height of their fame or they get dodgy management contracts. <coughs> or that. So if a person's just trying to make a wee fucking, wee bit of cash money. Yeah. Rah. That's why though. Why should I give you my autograph and you get to go out and make $50 on it? Yeah. That's my autograph. Yeah. Should exactly. I should be making something from it. And if you want to try and then sell it on for more than you paid for it, fucking good luck to you, mate. Uh, on you go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say bra. Bra. Yeah. They're, they're spending their time in there as well, doing sitting down there and doing that. So. I'm going to say, no, it's fucking sitting on a bit of paper. Let's get fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, we have uh, Bobby Parker stirring the pot, as always. What's he uh, saying? Tory, Tory yeah. voters in Scotland. <laughs> Nothing worse than a Scottish Tory. Nah, Kim, what? Look, I I'm, think Davey owes a Tory. Of course he is. Of course he <laughs> fucking is. Uh, look, you know, honestly, like, I might not agree with him, but look, if you have a sound enough reason or you've investigated something and that's the people that speak for you, then vote for who you want to vote for. At least you're yeah. voting. You can't all agree on the same thing. I didn't agree with Tories, but that's not my place to say who you should and shouldn't be fucking voting yeah. for. Vote for whoever you want. Yeah. Just make sure it's in your best interest. Yeah, if, if it's yeah. in the interest Do of... Do homework. If, if you are doing your homework and that's who you've aligned yourself with, then great. Don't do it just for a crack or don't do it just a fucking... I'm sorry. The, the, any working any working class person who votes conservative needs yeah. a fucking head examined. That's true. They, that's not the party for you. They don't care about you as working class people. They don't. Mm. And then they give me this middle class nonsense either. There's no such thing as middle class. Do you get up and go to work every day? You do. You're working class. Mm. Get on with it. <laughs> True that. I got Andy Mack. I'm voting for Andy Mack this year. Oh, I'm fucking tell telling you. Remember, oh, I said mate. to you I would have run for mayor of Perth. I should go fucking for a job on the council, man. I'm telling you. We got we a Tory council in here. That'd ruffle some Look, feathers. We I tell managed you. to get fucking Gandalf into Perth. We can get Andy Mack. Hell yeah. I'm provost, by the way. My mum keeps telling me, she's like, why do you not go out and do anything for independence? Why do you not go out and stand for election? Something like that. They need people like that. And I'm just like, why? But it was it? Why? It was, it, I think it was Billy Connolly said once that anyone who wants to be a politician shouldn't be allowed yeah, to be one. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, well, they're a careerists anyway. So, nah. Right, is that us from the broad? B- b- broad noise? It is. We'll roll straight into a little bit of watching and listening to. Let's do it. What have you been watching or listening to this week? Nice. Uh, boom. Who wants to kick off? Your old dad, you want to go first? Um, not much for me. I've been at, back to car series. So we're, funny we mentioned Pink Floyd. I'm listening to The Wall at the moment again. Good one album. of my famous, one of my famous, one of my favourite albums of all time. Uh, Walking Dead season three, I'm just about finished. I've only got, I think, half the last episode to go. So I'm just going to score it now. I went from eight and a half to seven and a half. I'm going down to seven now for the Ooh. third. It's ah. just losing its magic a little bit as yeah. we're going on. Hitman 2. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Oh, good. My God. Ooh. That's going to get 
eight bananas. Ooh, high praise. Big, big juicy, <laughs> big juicy eight bananas there. Oh, um, and then what else have I been listening to? I think I mentioned I was listening to Ronnie Bosch last week, I think, uh, produced by Dirty Dyke, another high focus release. Uh, so just back listening through that again. Um, and other than that, not, not much. Oh, I'll tell you what I did watch, then I'll laugh. I actually sat and watched a bit of the Call of Duty World Cup Champions, so it's like the... Oh, okay. Oh, so I sat and watched a bit of that last night as I was just chilling out, having my teeth. No, I was on Twitch. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was watching my boy run the fuck market, and then I saw that the COD World Championships were on. My mate Stoosh is quite into that, so um, I was chatting away at him on Xbox. He's, he was sitting watching, I was like, fuck, I'll just tune in for a bit. Yeah. These guys were going absolutely ham, mate. My mate used to be fucking <coughs> quality at Gears of War. And I used to just love sitting watching them play because I am shite at computer games. Yeah. But it's the same, you can watch anyone who does something well do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was a fucking beast at this game, so it was quite good to Savant. watch. The boys on the call, I mean, I don't play Call of Duty anymore, but uh, the boys that are playing it these days are just something else and what was really interesting just the one thing I would just tie this up is that the quality of matches that they appear to have in the, the tournaments mm -hmm. are far more action packed than the games that you would ever play online and the games online everybody's been a little try hard trying to get the highest kill death ratio yeah. that they can sitting camping in a corner with their fucking thermal scope on uh -huh. fucking LCD plasma on the end well, of their fucking assault a rifle fucking sniper by the way. and um, whereas these guys play they play properly the way Call of Duty we used to play in the old days before competitive gaming came around because right. competitive gaming changes everything as yeah. soon as these games became competitive people became try hard as fuck yeah everybody became a fucking sweat ruined it try hard man <laughs> um, so no sitting back watching that yeah it's alright bunch of fucking specky spotty wee virgins sitting <laughs> on the stage man <laughs> Fucking wee morts, but um, fuck me, can they play? Well. Specky Spatty Virgins, that's the name of this one. But these boys are pulling in some serious tail over oh, in like, man, Japan like and that, that. that guy that plays for that Optic Gaming, they're probably the biggest one, Optic Gaming. That guy is his name, Optic Scumpy or something like that. I mean, he's fucking 23-year-old multi, multi-millionaire. People are doing it. Celtic just signed two guys as ambassadors, and these guys are like professional gamers. For FIFA? So, yeah, well, no, because Celtic got a partnership with Pro Evo. As it's come up. So, like, <coughs> you get some of the team, we well got obviously a lot of the bigger teams, like the big players are properly mapped out and it looks just like them. Yeah, yeah. Smaller teams around the world, and Celtic, including on FIFA, like, it's just a generic guy who looks sort of like the yeah, player that he is. Yeah. But on Pez, because Celtic's now an official partner, they've yeah, actually got, got player the, models the, the player that. models in it. Oh, that's cool. But, like, Celtic have actually signed two, like, pro gamers as part of their brand. Yeah, that's awesome. I do that for the NBA too. Like, I think almost every NBA franchise has their own kind of, you know, digital team yeah. or whatever. Well, they do that in the NBA one, don't they? Because they've got a yeah. team of five, so everybody plays position, point yeah. guard, uh, was it small forward, that kind of thing. They had a thing. draft. Like, they just picked guys up and yeah. then they put them on different teams and then moved them out there, give them places to live and shit. That's, that's the way that, That's the way I hope that the FIFA goes. I hope they get away from this one-on-one -on -one because as one-on-one, -on -one, I can only control one player <coughs> of my 11 at a time. Yeah. So really, the, the AI... The computer is doing all the fucking work. Yeah. What would be much better as far as competitive gaming for FIFA goes would be that if you had one guy, like pro club style, he's the goalkeeper, right back, centre backs, mm -hmm. left back, and you had 11 yeah. boys on your team playing 11 boys. Yeah. So Arsenal's E11 cool, yeah. versus Man United's E11. Celtic's E11 versus Barcelona. When you're younger, like when like, you're, you're, back in the days, <coughs> we'd always even just sit and play in a room when it was like, 
two on two in a game of FIFA or a game of NFL. That was always good fun because yeah. you always, if you had one pal that you were quite good with, like I had a mate who was a fucking, he was amazing at all the wee fucking skill moves and I just always just sort of lurked about in the box and buried them. That was a day. Was yeah, a we day. used to play, I used to play a lot of pro clubs back in the day but that's the way I could see the FIFA going. Like, but like just finish up with a competitive game and mm. like anything, as soon as it becomes competitive, it gets ruined. Yeah. And all the games then get geared towards competitive play, but competitive play only makes up like 0.01% of the player base. So basically you're alienating 99% of your player base to mm. suit the top 200 fucking pro players in the mm. world. Well, that's what happened with Call of Duty. They got rid of the, the campaign mode. And it's kind of like, well, whoa, what a minute. Can, why can't you have both? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's do both. Mind you, if you're like me, you would get the new Call of Duty, go home. You wouldn't touch the campaign for about four weeks. Because you'd just yeah. be on smacking fuck out of full call multiplayer. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that's all I've been doing. A little bit of Twitch and a bit of Pink Floyd and that in the car this week. Um, and nothing else I can think off the top of my head. So I'll pass it around. I mean, I'll jump in. Um, uh, <coughs> you know, sometimes you're just sitting like by yourself and you're just fucking through whatever streaming service you're using. You just stick on a film that you know will be shite, but just in the background and then it ends up being fucking DOS. Yeah. So I watched a film called um, Unfriended, The Dark Web. So it's the sequel to this film. So like the first film, the premise is like six pals sit on a Skype call and then they all get fucked up by some like vengeful ghost of someone they knew. Absolute pish. Oh, I've seen the commercial for us. Yeah, absolute yeah. pish. So this one, though, is based in real life where the premise is a guy has a laptop, he picks up a laptop off a of Craigslist, and it turns out that that actually belongs to a dark web um, torture ring. Okay. And like these people, like these rich people pay millions of dollars for people to do horrendous things. But he's meant to be, he's meant to be on, like, on a Skype call with his pals. And I won't go into it because I'll make it sound shite, but it's actually really good because rather than the first one where it was all like supernatural, these is like it's like hackers and rich folk who like end up fucking off all of his pals and everything like that because of the shit he's turns out he's done. Yeah. Fucking well worth a watch. It's only something like an hour and a half. Like I say, it's all based from like so the camera is like facing a computer screen. So it's obviously like from his perspective as he's typing away on his computer and it's like Skype calls and stuff like that. So Netflix? Yeah. Okay. No, no, it was on Now TV. Sorry, on Now okay. TV. But I mean, it was... See, just for the surprise fact, because it was, wasn't like life-changing cinema, but for the fact that I put it on to like do... I was meant to be writing my set on Thursday night and then I ended up watching the whole thing intently. Nice. Um, I'm going <laughs> to give it a seven bananas just for All the right. sheer shock factor. And it's just something a bit different. Better than the original because the original was like, why would a ghost haunt a fucking laptop? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that one was actually quite decent. <coughs> um, I also, I was re-listening again to the Arctic Monkeys last album, the Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Mm -hmm. Really fucking grown on me. I actually went out today and bought it on vinyl. Um, fucking great album. Spending them birthday jibes. Oh, can you sell me? Jibes. Um, and other than that, what else did we watch? I did watch something else and it was DOS. I feel like I've rewatched a lot of stuff because I had the Wee Man, but um, I watched Captain Underpants with the Wee Man. Great movie. On Netflix. Love that movie. The animated series. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious. I was pushing myself from start to finish. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I'm going to give that a five bananas. Yeah. Because, like, he put it on when we were eating the other day, and, like, usually when he picks something on Netflix, it's fucking garbage. <laughs> but this one, I was actually quite... It reminded me of, like, Dexter's Laboratory and, like, Ren and Stimpy and all that type of just stupid... Nah, that's a good one. Just stupid, you know, so I give that, I give that a, was that a five, five bananas. Yeah. Um, other than that, 
loads of uh, Open Goal podcasts. Uh, Paul Slane is a fucking... If you're not listening to the Open Goal podcast and you like Scottish football, even if you don't, just listen to the ones that have got this guy called Paul Slane on it because he is just the fucking daddy of just... He's fucking hilarious. Obviously mental to... Um, oh, one last one. I started listening to Collision Course. The Lincoln Park and Jay Z. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that album. album from years ago. Yeah, fuck me, man, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, that gets eight bananas for me just for fucking. I was listening to it like earlier, and I just forgot like all the tunes, and they all sound so fucking well put together. Mm. Uh, so I that gets eight bananas for me. So Mikey Dots. I uh, found the new reality show to fill my Love Island, uh, the the Love Island shaped hole in my heart, called Temptation Island. It's it's an American one actually, right? So they they take. Four couples, um, four couples that are kind of on the verge of uh, splitting up, and then they send them to separate houses. Yeah, so they can meet someone else. So, and then they have double. So they have eight <laughs> men on the, eight men, single men on the women's island, and eight single girls on the guys' island. Oh, and just, yeah. it's just wild, wild that stuff, is man. Fucking <laughs> brutal, by the way. And I, walked, and I walked in, and Connie was watching it, and I was like, oh, turn this shit off. And then, like, two hours later, I was like, wait, Jenny slept with him? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Why would you sleep with him? That's so. <coughs> so, uh, Temptation Island is just good. Turn your brain off TV. It's actually worse than Love Island because <laughs> America. Because these are married people. Oh, no, they're not married. They're not married. But L- Love Island is at least there's some humor to it. They got that guy Ian Sterling who does like the stuff in between. He does the jokes in between. At least there's some humor. American uh, like reality TV is so serious. It's so dramatic. It's just yeah. kind of like, all right, let's just get to the next scene here. So I'll give I'll give that a six. Do you know what they, a six. They've just done an American Love Island as well. Yes, they are. They're doing and, and then they're doing a um well they're doing a winter one in South Africa this year. Yeah, Another cool. great British export for the Great British Brexit. Yes, there we go. You still go. You fuck off at any chance. Love Island, if you want. Uh, also watched. Did you give it a rating? Uh, I said six. six yeah. yeah. Uh, Winter Break, uh, Hunter Mountain. It's uh, another reality show <laughs> on MTV. I'm getting into my my American reality you, TV you bag got, now. Like, what's that? What's that? Channel? It's Connie's like, fault. What's that channel they put on like Sky Freeview and it was just obviously aimed at like sort of women who are maybe off work or something like that. It's like what, <laughs> That's Dave, me. Is, what Dave is for men, but for women, and it's just full of reality TV shows. Uh, so it's about a bunch. It's basically you ever seen the Real World on MTV? I remember it. It's just basically the Real World. They just chuck a bunch of people in a house. And they give them a job and they just tape it. And I was watching that last night and there was a bunch of like snowboarding and skiing and shit, which is not really anything I'm into. But like, I don't know. It's just, it seemed like it was a lot better when I was younger. So I'm going to give that a two. I didn't like, I didn't really like it too much. That's winter break, yeah? Yeah. There so. it is. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, winter break. That sounds like uh, like those rich kids that go to like places like Vermont to go like skiing in the <laughs> Dude, winter. Aspen, yeah, thing. yeah, Aspen and shit. Like Colorado. It's winter shit. break, bro. Was it not that? Who's that couple off the hills? Was it the hills? Heidi and uh, yeah, the other yeah. twat that was on Spencer Big Brother years yeah. ago. Yeah, man. They were. Oh, she was all right as well. Have we seen her new though? Oh, she's she all was, fucking she's plastic surgery now. Yeah, fucking terrible. Brutal now, man. It's horrible. It's actually sad when women do that it, to themselves. Or oh, not even women, just men do it too. Like, yeah, they just go in there and just chop that, themselves that, up. The dysmorphia is that fucking... Moving on swiftly. Speaking of uh, uh, Big Brother, um, Jade. I watched the Jade Goody documentary that had like a three... Fuck Jade Three or four series uh, oh, part series. Oh, she's one that's dead now, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, I, only reason why I knew her, because I this... Um, 
this happened before I moved over here. The only reason why I knew her is because she had passed away, um, and also because of what happened when she that was on Big Brother. You moved over. Um, the, the her being on the show oh, on, yeah, on Big yeah. Brother yeah. the second time. The second time when they, yeah. they had the whole race round. That was January of the year of two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, she had the whole race round. Was it Shilpa Shetty or something? Yeah, like that? That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it was stupid for her to say. I really felt bad for her watching that documentary, but like. I mean, it's the way it's angled, man. She was not a nice person by all accounts. She gets really? The thing is, she's look. Her death has done some things, and a lot more women are getting checked for cervical cancer, which That's is awesome. good. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't like the fact she was sort of put in martyrdom because of that. Yeah. I don't think she did much when. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think she did much when she was alive for it. It was more in death. She just seemed like a hustler. It was just a good story. You know, rags to riches kind of kind of story. Yeah, you know, nobody should be dying of cancer at no, 28 no. years old. Nah, it sucks. It's horrible. Nobody should have their life. And it's like I say, like the, the one good thing that has come from it. I was never a fan, but the fact that a lot more people are getting checked out and yeah. it's good the thing is and there's the thing with prostate cancer is a big thing for men nowadays I can't remember the name of the campaign but it's the one where it's the little uh, it's, the, it's the man symbol from like the that you see on bathrooms um, is to try and get men to check oh, themselves for prostate cancer man, she's cancer. been dead for 10 years really she Fuck. died in 2009 Wow. March 2009. She's been dead over a decade. That's crazy. Which, one, which Big Brother was she in? The third season. Was that 2003? 2007, wasn't it? And two. 2002, okay. So All right. I so remember, yeah, I was definitely talking about the second I one. I remember the first Big Brother because I was in primary seven and I never got to watch it, but there was something like in some folk in my class who knew about it. Mm -hmm. But it was initially, it was like a social experiment. These were like was, 10 yeah. normal people. I watched the very first season because it was an interesting concept. Yeah. Nothing had ever been made like that before. Yeah. It was just interesting to watch them like talk about it this far on mm -hmm. and... Um, and just, hearing about, I mean, and just hearing about her life leading up to that point and her, the issues with her mom and drugs and everything. And just to see it kind of unfold in the house, it was super yeah, that was like, oh, it was like, it was bullying. It was really bad bullying. Must, that's what it was. It and then for those first people that came out of a reality TV show. Yeah. They were the, the first people who were famous for this fact that they were just, just famous. famous. Yeah. But like I said, it was an interesting concept until they started just getting in like, Z-list celebrities or people who already had 40,000 followers on Instagram. I think the first guy that won it actually worked with disabled children. Yeah. And he went on, he was on like, he was on Bo Select, his name was Craig or something, I'm sure he was Craig, Newcastle yeah. or Liverpool. Liverpool, or I think yeah. he was. And then I remember the, the next couple of seasons after that, there was like the... The guy won it from Orkney or something, Cameron, yeah, somebody yeah, or other yeah. won it. From Orkney, yeah? yeah? Yeah, and then remember there was the lassie was in there with the massive fucking tits. <laughs> And then there was the wee sort of geeky Welsh guy who was like well fancied her and that, but oh bubbles, bubbles and Helen. Oh. Uh, yeah, I remember because I because my mate used to get like the best bits like on the VHS, and we used to watch it because I had like tits and stuff, and we're like hey. <laughs> boobies. Pete Bennett was his name. Oh yeah, because he had the he had the Tourette's, the mental dude. Mm, don't think that was him. Aye, because he and it was the wee mental lassie Nikki. Oh no 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 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's Pete right that's Nikki. right that's, that's right, right that's right that's right. Then there was that lassie. Sorry sorry. Mind the fucking Kinga. What her name was? Lassie, one of the most famous Big Brother moments ever. And I remember when Ooh, I was. Is she? She, no, that was Nikki. But ah. fucking this lassie Kinga came on and she used a wine bottle to do something. Oh. And uh, my cousin, the best my cousin, she worked and she works in PR, and like her pal was like an editor or worked in the production team. And what you seen on TV was very trimmed down from what they caught on the cameras. Wow! Yeah, 
big bro, eh? Come on, uh, I would like to watch that if it was just normal people again. Like, I'll give the Jade Goody thing. I'll give it a seven and a half. That was pretty good. It was interesting to watch. She'll be one of the one of a handful, and I mean a fucking handful. Of people who were on that show that anybody could Knows about. tell you about. Yeah. <laughs> she's, and the crazy thing, and she's been dead 10 years as well. That's crazy. Let's get I it didn't even think it was that long. You see a lot of them, a couple of them now. So you've got the, from the Geordie Shore crew, that boy, the boy Gaz, was it? He was on the first few series. Yeah. He's like a multi-millionaire now. Yeah, he's got like his own clothing, clothing companies. Line, yeah. like, uh, he's got a family now too, yeah. He's got a club in that. And that, the last is Charlotte as well. Yeah. She's, like, she's, got, she's got her own show, like fashion, all this type of shit. It's good money if you can get it, but it must be a fucking nightmare, though. Uh, also, I watched Wreck it. We talked about Wreck It Ralph too. Watched that today. That's a great movie. That's a really good movie. That's man. a great movie. And because uh, I'm just a geek for all things like internet, mm. like it was just good to see them break down everything. So the I'm gonna con- give the concept. Yeah, the, the way they lay out the actual internet. Yeah, uh, like eBay was good. Like the search engine thing was good. They yeah. go up to the desk and they talk to the yeah. guy. So I'll give that eight. I'll give that eight. You and know half. my favorite bit about those films is like is the the hallway. Yeah. Is like the connector, is like the extension socket. So when a new game comes in, it's actually the, the entry to it is when the plug gets put into the. Yes. Yeah. Is, things like that, like wee things like that are just so smart. Cool. It's super smart, all those movies. Yeah. Give it an eight and a half. Good movie. Do you like, this is, a, this is a, a conversation me and Chuff have all the time, when there's a reference in a film or does it pull you out of it? What like, do you mean? Have you seen Ready Player One? No. Oh, yeah, did so, you? Yeah. Like it's the online one. So there's just rakes of Easter eggs, like, oh, there's Batman, there's Sonic. Like shit like that. Or oh no, just, I didn't see it, Ready Player One. Uh, but like, well, just like in Wreck It Ralph Two, like there's the eBay building, and this is how you order stuff. It's like the eBay thing in Wreck It Ralph Two is like an actual auction room. Uh, Do like references like that? Does that pull you out? Not of film, so like much in it? that because that's that's kind of that's kind of what it was based yeah. on. Yeah. No, it wouldn't pull me out. I don't think if I, I saw it something like that. It doesn't bother me either, no. but it's just something that I always wondered with people. But, how long we went for? Something like a good a couple, long. couple of hours a night. Couple of hours a night. Right, well we, well, we wrap up and get into the Patreon. I've got these sexy centaur pages to read you. Guys. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Right, cool. Uh, thank you very much once again to everyone for listening, liking. Um, see if you can, right? Here's a thing for you, what we're going to do, or what I've just said. We can edit this out if it's shit. Leave us a review on iTunes, on Podbean, on Facebook. The best one will win a Monkey Sword Fight t-shirt. Because we need to get that algorithm up. So it doesn't have to count. I want the funniest, most interesting reviews left. Yeah. We'll pick a winner at the end of the month or the end, end, of, end of August. So two weeks. So we'll write a review and we'll pick out the best one and we'll give you a t shirt. Sounds good. I like that. Yeah. Aye. Nice. Right. Let's do it. So, yeah, anywhere you want, let us know when you've done it. Let us check it out. You can be named or not named, but we will uh, we'll pick a winner at the end of this month and see what the crack is. Nice. So, thank you very much. Um, you can get us on Facebook and Podbean and iTunes, Monkey Swordfight Podcast. You can email us at monkeyswordfightpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also sponsor this podcast, can't you, Michael? Yes, they can. Yeah, get in contact with us. Get in contact with us on Facebook. Just took a, a new sponsor starting next week, so listen out for that. You yeah, could, uh, maybe help, could maybe help me out with some of my uh, issues with my home. There's a little sure, hint yeah. of what's to come now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just send us a message either by email, monkeysoilfightpodcast at gmail.com, or send us a message on the Facebook page, Facebook Messenger. Just search for Monkey Sword Fight. Yeah, I am on my name. Uh, my name is Jordan, and I am on Twitter at Wagwan Patrice. I am also on Twitter at underscore M Dats. You catch me hanging about at Macapella. Your old dad's Twitter exclusive. 
Twitter I reactivated my Facebook today and then I logged in there was about 40 gazillion notifications <laughs> and about 8 trillion messages. Just went mark all his red. <laughs> catch you. <laughs> Bye. Right, thank you very much everyone for listening, liking and subscribing. We'll catch you oh. next week. <coughs> Peace. Peace. Oh. Oh.